And now, to avoid copyright on the VOD, welcome to the NerdCube Podcast! Yay! Yay! Shouldn't have missed that. It was amazing. <laughs> John's a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> I was really into Pokemon years ago. Yeah. And then I really, oh, like, I really, I really liked the games up to like the fourth generation. Then I kind of fell out of it completely. Everyone did, apart from swap fourth generation for second generation. Hmm. Uh, hey, should we talk about Pokemon Go? You want to talk about Pokemon Go? I want Go? to talk about Pokemon Go because now Pokemon Go is out in this country, and I've played it, and I can now review it properly. <laughs> Here we that go. That depends what day you reviewed it on. Well, I played <laughs> it on a day when I've now actually been able to get my account because. They let you create an account on the Pokemon Club with any length password you want, but you can only put in a 15-digit password. Exactly 15. Exactly 15 or lower. Right. Which means that my standard password, 128 characters plus, was accepted to actually to create the account, but I couldn't actually use it to log in. And after five failed attempts, you just get locked out for 15 minutes. So I couldn't like go through and take 15 chunks, like 15 character chunks from it. So I eventually ended up having to make another account that didn't work for another reason. But my third account worked. Yay. So I, then the servers crashed. Well, the ser- by this point, the servers were doing okay. So I can now review Pokemon Go. Right. I'm also, I would like to point out, replaying... Po- actually, not replaying. Playing for the first time, Pokemon Yellow. Because I kind of fancied playing a good Pokemon game while I was waiting for this one to sort itself out. Oh, that's a bad idea. Yes. Because, you know, the worst bit of Pokemon Red, Blue and Yellow was the Safari Zone. What they uh, did with Pokemon I'd Go... I'd say the slow movement speed was worse. Oh, it did. Well, there's a much slower movement speed in Pokemon Go, if you me. But what's worse, what they did was they went, hey, you know the Safari Zone? Let's get that. Let's take that area. Take out the ability to throw rocks and make that the entire game. And that's hmm. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go is the worst Pokemon game. It is unarguably the worst Pokemon game. When you just take the actual game section of it, it is the worst is, yeah. Pokemon game. Experience-wise. However, however, I thoroughly enjoy watching people play it on the outside and it makes me incredibly joyous to watch people living in this little virtual Pokemon world. When I see people running around just swiping the thing, I'm like, that's be- that's beautiful. Like It feels I like co- it's I- everywhere. And I'm I quite a fan of a lot of people are sort of using it as like a, an icebreaker. Like mm, a lot they of people are. Play, like these awkward teenagers. And they're just going to places, seeing a lot of other people play Pokemon Go. And it's an icebreaker and they're making friends. Cool. Have you seen Jim Sterling's take on Pokemon Go by any chance? I, I think look, he, you I, and him I, have I, very I, similar I'll views. I'll watch Jim Sterling take anything, all right? I've only watched the first three minutes because he's talking about my, Maya Nashans' Pog video in the start. And that's why it's time to watch. I haven't got around mm. to watching the rest of it. But I, I love... I think it sounds like you and him are very much in line. We are, oh, in every single way, darling. But I, mm-hmm. I love that, the the, the world, like the people and the friendship and stuff that building, but the game is so much worse than I thought it would be. And I think the sad thing that I'm thinking, and I'm going to make one of my predictions here, is that that is the, going to be the thing that kills this game, is that they haven't actually built a game for it yet, and people are going to lose interest very quickly. Because mm. there isn't one... actually a game there yet. Like, you can... You know, wander around and do all your leveling and your. Can you battle like other people's Pokemon? Because I feel like no, just at gym. Not yet. You sort of leave your Pokemon at a gym, kind of, and then you can go battle that. But it's not really a battle. You sort of flick that. You just flick left and right and up down, sort of thing, to attack and well, then dodge. So there's no real sort of gameplay or battling to it. 
There's a little bit of tactical advantage from the elements. If you know your element yes. charts, well, you can give yourself a bit like, of advantage. I feel like if you could like meet someone and be like, "Hey, we're both in the same place," and tap on their thing and like, and then battle them. Yeah, you can't to, do that. Like, like that seems like a weird oversight. The no, only no, no, nice no, no, thing is see... if you if you simultaneously like get multiple people to attack a gym, you're much more effective at it because the defenders, I think, can only attack no, one that. of the attackers at that, once. But that seems to be the only gameplay to it, though. Yeah, that is literally the only gameplay, and even that is flawed because if I started playing Pokemon Go today and I wasn't playing it consistently, I was playing it as a casual person. I can't actually take part in gym battles. Even yeah, gyms need, gyms need tearing badly, because there's a gym yeah. nearby that was just taken over by a level 22 guy with like a 2,000 CP plus dragon. I said, oh, well, so that belongs to him now. I, I live in no the middle point. of nowhere, so there's like no Pokestops here, and there is a gym a while away. But that gym is now so many levels above and beyond what I could get to, that like the actual gameplay is now entirely gone for me. I could go around and catch the Pokemon, but there's literally no point, because they have no point. Gyms just need tiering. That's kind of the first thing I thought when I was kind of playing gyms, which is there needs to be, once you pass, say, level 10, you move up to the next level of gym. And the gyms are in the same place, but then you only fight the other people who are in the same level rank as you. That's a... If you're under level 10, you're only fighting other people under level 10, so it stays fair. That's a nice idea. I kind of I thought you could do sort of actually give out badges. Have a little thing. of If you can beat a gym, then you get a badge. You actually have something to work towards. And actually hmm. have, like, you actually try and collect as many badges as possible. So you can actually see, like... You can go to someone and they'll like randomly generate a shape or something that's exclusive to each gym, which you could probably do quite nice and easily. And then every gym would have these different shapes and stuff and you could then organize and display your favorites. And then you'd actually have sort of a, as much as it's still, but that like the battle for that gym would not be a, uh, a, like you could choose to fight whoever owns that gym or like the set rank for that gym. Yeah. So you have like, if you beat that person, which levels up sort of with you. So it's quite a difficult fight. But if you can beat that person, then uh, beat that AI, then you get the gym. Which would be mm. nice. That would be there'd be something to do. But at the moment, it's just a completely goalless thing where catching Pokemon is absolutely pointless. And I mean, it's very quick. The novelty is worn off for a lot of people. So, quite someone's quickly. pointed out that it's it's a social network on a game. It which... is, yeah. But no, mm. because there's no communication between characters. It's mm. it cannot be classified. I've seen a lot of people say it's more of a social network. No, it's like it's literally just an icebreaking app at this point. Yeah. But the fact is, I don't like Pokemon enough it's to make Tinder. friends who are into it's Pokemon. It's Pokemon Tinder. Sort of. What works very nicely right now is because there's enough lures going off all over the place that actually people can sort of gather in a cluster of lures and you can actually get a vague sense of community and liveliness from looking at the map and then going there and seeing all the people. Yeah, that's, that's only hap- That's only happening because <laughs> there's been a huge number of people who have just joined it and they're getting free lures from like leveling up from your first 10 levels when leveling up happens quickly and lures are tossed at you every time you level. Well, not every time, but every few levels you get a new lure. Once that massive influx of new people getting free lures is in and the only people activating lures are the people who have to buy them, there'll be way, way fewer lures going around and all of a sudden it will look a lot, lot quieter. Yeah. I think think like the game is benefiting from a huge influx of people getting free stuff from leveling up and that's going to fade quickly. How are microtransactions doing it? Sorry? It's free to play, isn't it? How are microtransactions doing it? Um, you, I think you can actually, it, it, I think it does it fairly well, because I think you can have a pretty good experience without paying any, like, I've never been tempted to pay any money, I've never felt like I, if I were uh, paying money, I, I'd have I a better time. Can I argue a point there, I really need to argue a point, that I yes. don't think you can have a good experience playing this game at all for the game itself. If, you, if you're, if if you're casual about anything. it. I don't think they add the things, I don't think they, like, there's, I don't think there's anything that they could add, because at the moment the game is, it's not even bare bones, it's not even bone, there's a rough sketch of a bone. 
servers are down. I kind of wanted to boot up to tell you how many Pokemon were around me. Hmm. I mean, servers being down is... Well, this is another problem with it, isn't it? Because they they got a lot of people in the first place. And they were like, oh, we'll get set up more servers. And they just... I, they, they know it's popular. And I, I don't know why they haven't accounted for that in their sort of... I know the answer to this. This is the same reason that a lot of game people... Like, when the game comes out, the servers are shitty to start with. It's simply that they don't know, like, how many people hitting their servers they need to take. Because literally... They don't need to go out and buy new servers permanently. They could buy temporary servers and move all the stuff onto there, or they could optimize their current server thing. So basically, mm. they are literally hard at work, most likely at it. Oh, there we go. I, I've got to, yeah, I have to defend them on this, but from people who oh, no, from, sure, some very yeah. nasty attacks they've got. You've got to kind of say, like, if they'd sat down in the meeting before they launched it, saying, okay, how many servers do we need? How popular is it going to be? Even if they assumed it was going to be really bloody popular, the person who stood up and said, let's buy enough servers so we could assume we're going to have more unique daily visitors than Twitter. Yeah, that person that person probably wasn't going to be listened to because that's a ridiculous no, yeah. idea, even for no, someone I, popular. I, I agree with that, but I mean, since it came out and since it had the initial popularity, mm. where they went, oh, we we've added more servers, and then they they well, we've added more server functionality and um stuff, and then they launch it in another country and go, oh, it went down again. Oh no, why did it go down again? As opposed to being like, oh, maybe we should, since we know now that we're going to get a huge amount of users, we should account for that. Mm. I'm noticing as well the reviews as well have gone down. It was a five-star app. It was a four-and-a-half-star app on the App Store, and now it's a three-star average because it's got about half of the ratings are one star now. It launched at about a 4.1 on Android in this country, mm. which I thought was very nice. What's it, what is it down to? Anything now? I literally don't know. Okay, so in my immediate area, I have no Pokemon. Good. And that's my. And even if you did, they'd all be three footsteps away because they're not repairing that bug anytime soon. Yeah, nearby, literally nothing, because I live in the middle of fucking nowhere. If you live in a city, there's more wild animals because that's how this works. Yeah, but most of them are rats and pigeons, which actually is how it works. Yeah, but I kind of feel like that's sort of the wrong way around. You know, that kind mm. of feels like maybe you could just have them everywhere. And maybe then you have laws and things going off that increases them. But having this... Because the way they do it is the more um, people... The more phones connected to the game in one area, the more Pokemon they spawn there. Mm -hmm. That's how they do it. Which means someone like me, where the closest person I couldn't fire a fucking cannon and hit, uh, they, they... I'm just fucked. This is like, <laughs> I'm here. And they're like, yeah, just, well, just, in, in a know, week, you can Just get loads of phones and make loads of alt accounts and just have like a hundred for... <laughs> yeah, or I could just keep playing Pokemon Yellow, just keep doing which I'm things. having a much, much more fun time with. I've actually done some stuff in it that I always wanted to do when I played it when I was a kid, which was I actually bought that shitty level five magic cup and raised it into a Gyarados. And so that's nice. tearing through people. The game's a lot harder than I remember it being. Like normally, the th normally the third one that came out per generation is so like crystals harder than gold and silver, and yellows harder than red and yeah. blue. Actually, they turned down yellow a little. Like Brock's easier than he was in red and blue, but like platinum is way way harder than diamond and pearl. Typically, the third one is more difficult. I would so say an extra challenge for people who've already played the original. Brock should have been easier because Brock is a, a ground type, and you're against. You've got electric types. But they also do gift you a ton of Mankeys and Nidorans that suddenly learn low kick and double kick. So you've got yeah. super effective moves like that and you didn't used to get those. And I know too much about Pokemon, by the way. Yes. Um, but you didn't used to get those. Back in the days, flipping Nidorans that you could catch on route 
whatever it is, three, I think. Um, they could only learn like Poison Sting, which is used against Brock, but then Yellow, they learned Double Kick, which is super effective, and they gave you Mankeys. And Low Kick was always more powerful the more heavy the Pokemon is, so it was really, really strong against Onyx. Yep. Yep. I would like to keep talking about Pokemon, because I will. You shouldn't. No, I probably should. shouldn't. Actually, 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 we should talk a little more about Pokemon, because I caught a Mew for oh. the first time using the... How did you do this thing? That is a Mew glitch. It, you have to do one tiny little bit of fuckery, and it works. It doesn't fuck your game up, which I really quite like. Oh, is this the weird movie thing to store values? Yeah, this is this is one of those manipulating the battles and things that you have in a way so that the game gets a bit confused. So what you do is on, when you get to Misty's town, is it Cerulean City? Uh, Cerulean's Misty, yeah. Yeah, so when you get Cerulean, you go up and fight through Nugget Bridge, which is those five people, then you battle the Team Rocket guy at the top. If you go to the left and down, there's that patch of grass and there's a trainer in there. Yep. You need an Abra before you do this, by the way. Catch an Abra, then go... And as you step down to bring that guy into frame so he's looking at you and you battle him, you press start. As you basically hold start as you take the step down. That'll open up the menu. Choose your Abra and then say teleport, which will just take you back to the, the Pokemon Center. As you're teleporting away, you'll get the da-ding from the guy, but you've teleported away so nothing happens. So the game thinks you're in battle mode, but you're not. You then go into Misty's gym, fight the swimmer that's in there, beat the swimmer, and then go back up Nugget Bridge. As soon as you go up Nugget Bridge... Uh, the um, the start menu will open by itself. Close it, and randomly you get into a battle with the level 7 Mew. Mm -hmm. And then you can just catch it. I've heard this before, yes. It's, I've never done it myself. I've never done it. It's really, it was a beautiful moment, because it's something that was always the, it was always the rumours of the, the truck by the SSN. Yeah, the, yeah, you just use strength on the truck. That, that's it. You that's know, how you get the Mew. You know it's what? under the truck for no reason. Yeah, did you actually ever see that truck? Because the truck isn't in frame at all. Was a... um, I think it, when the camera zooms out to watch the SSN leaving, the camera zoomed out enough that you can see it then, I think. Ah, I didn't know that. Because what I did was I, um, when you get cut, I then went and battled a random person when I was a little kid when I was playing this. I went and battled a random person and lost to them on purpose and then never mm. went back to the SSN, so it never left. So when I finally got surf, I came back and surfed over and then you can see the truck that's there. Because there is a truck mm. there and that's the only place where it's in. Mm -hmm. which is what made all the rumours and stuff go, oh, because that's literally the only time that truck is there. And if you go to the gambling thing, one of the machines says there's someone's keys here. They'll be back. Which I thought was setting up something interesting, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really, I'm quite enjoying uh, Pokemon Yellow. Having mm. a good time. Pokemon Go, Thanks. I kind of, I literally, I'm just in the middle of nowhere, so it's mostly pointless. I don't even treat it as a Pokemon game, Pokemon Go, really. I treat it as a little game that encourages low-intensity exercise, and it, that's it's, fine. Yeah, it, is, it is worth noting there, Dan, saying, oh, I'm in the middle of nowhere. The whole point is to get you out. Yeah, but I go out, and there's still fucking nothing. That's, it's a point to go to places that you wouldn't got, normally go, I've I suppose, I've got a dog. That's a real-life Pokemon. Yeah, and you take it out to fields, which are also in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and then it just runs around, and I lob red balls at it, and then they go, oh, I've got you, and then we get it going. Have you tried going somewhere not in the middle of nowhere? No, because then there's people. People are fine. Eh. People aren't fine, P Matt. People vote people for Brexit. People just made Trump the uh, Republican delegate, so... Yeah, well, no. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, people people suck. People suck in a lot of ways, but just being near people in general is fine. Eh. 
when the zombie apocalypse run around, then you are going to be sad you said that. Yeah. As someone who lives in the middle of a city, I feel a lot more isolated than I do in the middle of nowhere. I like being isolated in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Because in a city, anyone could be a murderer. In the, like, the countryside, if you <laughs> see someone, they're definitely a murderer. <laughs> that's... So you, you know to shoot, shoot immediately on sight, yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's why Pokemon Go players are getting murdered in the United States. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking true. of which, shall we go over the best things that law enforcement agencies have had to tell Pokemon Go players to do you know over what? the last this week? This is going to become a fucking weekly segment for this show, isn't it? Yep. Go on then. Okay, so my personal favourites of the last week. The Bosnian government has had to remind its people do not wander into minefields looking for Pokemon. <laughs> because there are still several hundred thousand mines buried in Bosnia. Which also raises the question, if Bosnia is not a massive country, you'd think at some point the government would get round to looking for those and, you know, digging them up and disarming them. Like, what exactly in the order of things the Bosnian government is doing is higher up than there are hundreds of thousands of landmines still buried in our country? Well, Pokemon goes out, they're probably just playing that. Well, generally, they just sort of put a big fence around the landmines and go, please don't go near those. Yep. And but that at was sort some of the end point, of at some go, point, the, there are still hundreds of thousands of murder devices buried in the soil that are invisible to the naked eye in our country. That's something you probably move to the top of the uh, to-do list. Well, no, it's like, it's like having a load of shit in your documents folder, isn't it? It's like having all that shit in your downloads folder. It's just like, uh, it's there. No, sorry, sorry. It. I want to just intrude here. My documents folders, my downloads folders, my desktop are pristine. Mine are as well done, but I was trying to relate to people. You've just ruined- uh, It's like that one room in your house that's just filled with shit. Yeah, it's a storeroom. You'll tidy it every now and then, but to be perfectly honest, it's not harming you that much. Mm -hmm. So, you it's know. It's an attic. Yeah, it's the attic. Yeah. Moving on. The UK Coast Guard <laughs> has asked young people to stop stealing boats and then abandoning them in order to look for more water Pokemon in the middle of lakes. Oh my god. Wait, is that how you find water Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. Um, the Northern Irish Police have asked motorists not to drive down major roads at 15 miles an hour so that eggs actually do continue to gain kilometres on them. Because as long as the car is being driven at below the 20 miles an hour, it counts. However, driving at 15 miles an hour down busy roads on single carriageways is not actually allowed. And people should not do that. And finally, the Wiltshire Fire Department has asked young people not to get themselves trapped several hundred feet below ground in abandoned mines looking for rock and ground type Pokemon. <laughs> which happens to three people. I'm not sure what the hell yeah, they were planning to do down there. three people because... from Wiltshire. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm surprised they what? have phones. How are they planning to get the actual 4G down there given the app has to be always online to function? Well, How sure. are they planning to be connected to the internet down there? Well, our farms, they do their farming, sir, and the, oh, I don't know how the well, phones work. If we had probably be in the rock place, sir. Look, if we hadn't left the EU, we weren't leaving the EU, everyone would be entitled as a human right to 50 megabit broadband. Ooh, but not anymore. Including yeah. several hundred feet below ground in an abandoned mine. Yes. Literally, if wow. you live in the UK, if you live in the EU, you must be it must be available to you to purchase at a reasonable cost. That's and the, the the ISPs must make it possible. Whether they actually run a cable to your house or they do it via radio or whatever, they must provide fifty megabits. And the actual the UK government have already been funded uh, by and to to make the system because it's it's a government funded project and they're building the. Um, systems, and then they're going to sell it off and rent it off to ISPs. Now, they've already started work on it, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Yep. 
Also, sorry, I've just I've just downloaded Pokemon Go again, logged in, and I keep trying to. It's like asking me to enter a nickname, and I do, and it goes, it loads for like five minutes. Has to have a number in it. I did that as well. Didn't work. Has to have another number in it. Uh huh. (laughs) Good, good, good trainer name. Yeah, trainer name boobs with many, many O's. Yeah, yeah, those are my four favorite Pokemon Go stories this week. I'm Matophobia 33. Great. Good. To be Matophobia 33. Good. Now if you take over a gym, everyone will know where you live. I'm looking forward to the stories of YouTubers being tracked down because uh, people... Yeah, no. Yeah, this is why I don't do gyms. Mm -mm. I'm not touching a gym. I'm not leaving any local gyms with my name on them. I mean, in fairness, most people know I live in Liverpool, so... (gasps) You live where? (gasps) I know, right? I mean, frankly, I'm not like YouTube. I'm not a big YouTube sensation, so I'm not actually that worried. <laughs> you think I'm a big YouTube sensation? John is. Like, John's massive. It told me to walk, and uh, there's no Pokemon appearing. So good. It's told you to walk, so fuck that. Yeah, but it's, it's not told me where to walk. I like. I, like, I do no want to point out around. that a lot of people get really iffy at me, and I can see them. I can see them on the chat. There's a lot of people get really iffy me when I go, Pokemon Go is shit. They're like, actually, it brings people together. Not denying that. Still, it's shit. If you, if you just take that bit away and you go, does this bit work? I mean, it doesn't. if it was a game on its own, it's a broken, boggy, like, really shallow mess. Yeah, it's bad for a mobile phone game, and that's saying something. Oh, yeah, no, it's a really, it's a really shallow fucking mess. But it is bringing people together, and it's, it's doing good things, and that's cool. But it's still a, a broken, boggy mess of a game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, you could replace it if you could just get everyone to just download Zombies Run instead. That'd be fine. Like it would still be a vaguely mobile, hey, socially you know thing that would get people running. mobile game that just came out recently? Badlands 2. Go download Badlands 2. Does that encourage people to walk? No. <laughs> Why do you need well, encouragement that... to walk? Uh, this is a thing I was like, oh, well, actually now you you have your encouragement to walk. Like, I walk because like otherwise you die. Like, that's well, no, probably a reason it, to walk. That's why I, I do exercise it, 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 and... It encourages and... people to walk around more than they probably normally would and go to yes. places they wouldn't normally go to. I, I normally, like, I, I make a rule of, because I work for myself and I work from home now, I, or, I say I have to go out every day. I'm never allowed to just be in the house all day. Oh my God, so I, I do that all the time. <laughs> Fuck that it. is a rule. So I, I will go out somewhere every single day. Very often, I'll just walk to the shops and get, like, a fresh <sighs> bit of bread for lunch or whatever. Since I got Pokemon Go, I walk further. Because if I see a lure further down in town or whatever, I will walk further just to go and check it out in case there happens to be a Pokemon I'm unfamiliar with down there. I walk about literally like twice as far every day I have Pokemon Go open as I would do otherwise. But this seems like a bad idea because then that's less time for work and more time for exercise. Yeah, and John, yeah but you know how YouTuber work no, but, but is. There's John, a lot of time John, rendering John, or whatever. John, There's a lot of downtime. Yeah, as someone John. who's also developing video games, I don't have downtime. John, John, yes. John. Half the point of working from home is not having to leave. <laughs> That's the fun no, of no, it. No, no, no. But no, the point of working from home is during a heat wave, you're allowed to work in just your underwear with a fan blowing on you and your boss doesn't yell at you for it. What do you mean, in a heat wave? <laughs> or in general, <laughs> yeah. if that's on, your now. thing. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to catch a ratatat and I'm in the air. A ratatat. Right, I yeah, always whatever. thought it was ratatat. Rat-a-tat-a-tat-a-tat, and, and it's, it's like rat-a-tat. just in AR, and it's got a Pokeball, but there's no rat a on the screen. It's rat a tat a Just turn off the AR. The AR's terrible. Well, I can't exit out of this now, so... Yeah, you can. You can turn off the AR at any point. It's in the top right-hand corner. 
God, that's made my phone really warm. God, that's... Yeah, your phone gets really hot. Strain and a half, innit? Your, your phone gets really, really hot when you're playing Pokemon Go. I've noticed this. Yep. Hey, let's stop talking about this awful piece of shit and talk about something else. Is there anything else? Uh, I like. I do actually. There is one more thing I want to talk about. I really like that Nintendo's stock has almost doubled, even though it's not a Nintendo game. Yes, yeah. I've kind of noticed. You know, like how there's the old joke that like when he loses, Andy Murray's Scottish, but when he wins, mm. Andy Murray's British. When Pokemon Go is terrible and the servers collapse, it's by um, Niantic. But when it's amazing and everyone loves it, it's by Nintendo. Even though Nintendo mm. have zero input in the game, they're only own. Ah, uh, but it's a Nintendo players. game if people love it. But the moment you say, "Oh, it's kind of look at the servers they're completely," oh, it's not Nintendo. It's not Nintendo. It's Niantic. It's nothing to do with Nintendo. Yeah. People, people. But the moment people want to praise it, it's totally Nintendo. Actually. Yeah. People do change their mind on that a lot. Well, hey, people have their fucking allegiances. Don't yeah, they? but it's it's like because they own one third of the Pokemon company. That's it. That's all they do. So they kind of just own that it that bit. That's it. And so the Pokemon company and Niantic have done this, and Nintendo have done really nothing about it. I would love to know how the money's being divvied up between the Pokemon company, Nintendo, and Niantic for this. Niantic well, probably so got a large portion of it. It's probably a license fee to Pokemon company. And Nintendo just own a company that's worth a bit more money. Mm. So Nintendo aren't making a huge amount of money out of it, I would say. No, but I suppose it's. But a, they I made suppose. all their money from their stock going up, so. Yeah, and I imagine it, it's maybe they're not. They might not be making that much money directly on Pokemon Go, but it's an assurance to them that mobile games might work for them. I like that the chat is currently shouting about No Man's Sky. There's fuck all to talk about. It's not out yet. Yeah, why? Yeah. Why do people seem to give that much of a shit? I, from the new trailer that went up about four hours ago, is one of the worst put together trailers I've ever seen in my entire life. So there, there's something oh, I wait, can is say it, about it. Wait, is it just things flying around? Yeah, it's it's shooting. So it's, wow. it's kind of like here's some shooting and not really much happening, and the guy gets. I say so. It's basically everything we knew about the game so far. Yeah, we kind of know what the game is I mean, now. I, I, people are like, oh, I can't wait to see the thing is now. I think it's just gonna be quite boring. Well, no, because I'm just sat there thinking about it going, okay, I'm going to be in a spaceship, right? It's going to be like this nice, colourful place, right? I'm going to land on a place occasionally. There's going to be nothing there, okay? And what else? You, you have to head towards the centre of the space. galaxy. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to aim towards the centre of the galaxy and put my foot down. And then leave but the why? game for three years, come back and be like, oh, that's also the centre of the galaxy. Yeah, it strikes me as like one of those nice one video sort of games. Yeah. You just fly around, you name some animals, slightly exactly. smutty puns. Yeah. Then well, you, yeah, you, you, you challenge your community to go and find them if no. they can, and then no, you're right, done. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, the implication is that you won't find a place with animals on, because they're very rare. Yeah. Oh, someone actually just said point. in the comments, RimWorld is the game we should be talking about. It is. RimWorld looks amazing. Which one's RimWorld? I've heard of RimWorld is, it looks for. like, it that's looks like Prison Architect. It's colony building, and it's sort of inspired by Firefly. And I've just got review code today, and like I can't wait to play it. I've just got the review code for that as well. It looks. I think it looks really good. Another thing I just and I've got heard good things. For, uh, Project High Rise. It looks like someone's remade Sim Tower, and not in that short of shitty mobile phone, no depth, fuck, fuck, fuck piece of shit, but but actual proper version of Sim Tower. So kind of excited by that. Did I give you a code for RimWorld? You did. Okay, good. I did remember. Okay, good. <laughs> I genuinely think RimWorld is going to be excellent. I think that's very worth looking at. Did. Uh, I was worried. that You said it's like, oh, God, did Machinima have to give you instead? <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> oh, the code is here, so I, I assume I did. Yeah, I swear you said it. Mean, I don't know if I've cashed in or not. Yeah, whatever. Because this is my problem with getting so many fucking things. 
Yeah. yeah and even when I send you directly, you know, hey, look at this game. Oh, no, I didn't put it in my Steam account. How odd. Now, now we're just doing work. It's all we're doing now. Is we're just doing. We're just doing work. I mean, the, the, well, the podcast is technically work. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll Meanwhile, just, in other Nintendo in news, person. we don't have fun. Oh. It's just yeah. Basically, I'm just looking through lists of cards. Yeah, Matt, can you send it again so I can get the video on that done? Yeah, I saw that. I was super interested. Ah, um, beautiful. What, what, what was Nintendo news, John? Yes. The Nintendo have announced this little mini NES thing. Oh my god, that's the best thing in the world. Which is confirmed now to be in a kind of slightly hilarious account for what's happened to the British currency after Brexit, $60 in the US or £50 in the okay, UK. Can I, just, can I just, like, a point about that, right? As cool as it sounds, I'm sat there going, yeah, but 10 years ago I had those little, you know, 15 years ago, whatever, I had those little N64 controllers with, you know, 500, yeah. like, NES and NES games, and this is basically the same thing, but more expensive with less games. Ah, mm. you say that, but this is actually officially done, whereas most of those well, yeah, are but... knockoffs and horrors. Well, yeah, but just because it's a knockoff doesn't mean. I mean, even if it's a knockoff, it still plays the game the same. Yeah, but pretty much. Actually, so. having the there are some there are some mistakes on controllers. It, well, yeah, but like, well, I mean, okay, first of all, um, I mean, right, for I mean, me, the for me, the reason I'm super excited by it is I can. Get a uh, NES controller. I can have someone mm. sitting next to me with a NES controller, and we can play old NES games together. Yeah, but you can just... I almost did this. You can just buy an actual NES. Yes. They're not that expensive. Then I have yeah, to but I want, a, I want a proper little... Yeah, and I don't want CRT, Matt. CRT. We're done with this. We want something with some proper that can connect to proper monitors and televisions. You can do that as well. You get a converter. This is the thing. You can do. They look shit, shit like Matt. If you hardware up, if you hardware upscale Nezers, which were fucking 240p, it looks awful. Well, this is also going to be running at 240, isn't it? I assume they're going to do something that's going to make it look a bit better than it does do if you hardware upscale. I mean, it is probably just going to be. There you go, the top like, one on eBay, a NES with two games and a controller, £85. Fucking hell. So I could oh, well, get okay. that, or mm. I could buy this £50 one, which comes with 30 okay. games and a controller, and the controllers has... are only £10 each. That's good, that's good, actually. I was and to rip they work the with the Wii and the Wii U, so if you've bought any, like, uh, what's it, games, any virtual console games already, you that's can play those. Point, actually, it does work with the Wii and the Wii U. Yeah, you can play yeah. those on your, uh, your NES thing. Can I yeah, just complain, however, that it has Castlevania 1 and 2, but not Castlevania 3, which is kind of the one everyone would actually have wanted? Yes, you can complain. There are a few weird sort of things in there. Because who the fuck wants Castlevania 2 Simon's Journey? Uh, who the fuck wants that Who one? wants Zelda uh, Do the two. fucking crouch. Do the crouch thing in the holy water and it carried away by a fucking tornado. I don't fucking... Uh. Yeah, I think kind of of note, yeah, particularly the original Final Fantasy, Kid Icarus, Mega Man 2, Metroid, Super Mario Bros. 1, 2, 3, Legend of Zelda, and Adventures of Link. Lol. Oh, pretty good. I'll probably buy it, because I mean... I'm definitely getting it to play Bubble Bobble with two people. I want to see footage from it first to see whether it actually looks decent on modern TVs. There we go, you're back. Thanks, internet. <laughs> actually, I kind of want it to succeed anyway, because if it succeeds, then maybe we'll get a mini... Super NES, and then maybe a mini N64, then yeah. maybe a mini GameCube, and we're moving I, slowly you know and slowly, I've steps and steps totally closer to those. me getting to play Skies of Arcadia in 1080p <laughs> one day. Yeah, Please. I, these lovely official, little official emula emulator things will be lovely, because as much as everyone says, you know, oh, ooh, just, just, just get a fucking Raspberry Pi or get a little tiny fucking... Um, 
get like a really shit computer and just have it as an emulation box and have a load of emulators on it. And yeah, but to me, like, and I had this years ago. I had like pirated all of its NES and SNES games and I was running through emulators. But that's not. I don't. It's very hollow. Yeah. You want to sit down with an actual. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean entirely. It's there's something a lot nicer to actually holding the proper controller and actually sitting there and playing it on a sofa to sitting on a PC and playing it with a keyboard. The, the controller is a lot of the experience because that is a bad controller. Yeah. It's a bad controller. But I like I like anything that sort of like archives gaming for a bit more because gaming's yeah. a becoming a very fragile thing. Where Online games games box. kind of exist and then they do fuck all like these. There's a big focus on multiplayer at the moment with you know your Overwatches etc. They, they're games that like two three years not going to be around. I think Nintendo oh, yeah. just announced today or re- or the other day recently that like all of the multiplayer and online functionality of uh, Pokemon, uh, what's it called the new the remakes of uh, Ruby and Sapphire, yes, whatever Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, but it was the other way around. I forget those are going to be shut down in October this year. Yeah, so a large part of that game is going to be dead, After about a year and that's not that even was. been out that long. Yeah, about a year by that time it comes out. Can I just make one point about this fucking classic NES? Right, it only comes with one controller. And it's powered by USB. Yes. Why is it powered by USB? Well, a lot of things are powered by USB. It's just very small. It only requires a small amount of power. And you just have to, in, in the EU, I think America gets this, you have to just buy one of those USB to plug adapter things. Yeah, but like, why not just provide the I plug? assume, they say, oh, no, you're not going to be able to connect and add any more games to it. I would assume that's exactly why they would have done it. So maybe at some point the idea was to be able to buy games off your virtual console and copy them over or whatever. But I don't know. Totally. But you can In buy... Fact, this, can that buy was a period of history. Dollars. That was a period of history when Nintendo liked putting extra little holes on the side of their consoles in case they wanted to plug something in later, but then they never actually did. Yep. Like the CD drive for the Super NES that never materialised, or the 64DD for the N64, yep. that is occasionally one is found in a storeroom somewhere, but otherwise never existed. Yep. So maybe this is like that. They've just decided to put an extra hole in the side to cause speculation and they'll never use it for anything. Or maybe it'll be the best <laughs> well, thing no, in the it's world. better to put... It's better to, like, spend an, a couple of, you know, like, 20 pence or whatever putting this little extra port in just in case you want to do anything with it in future. Yeah. Just to give you the option. True, but nowadays most people, they don't bother. Hmm. They just... Well, most t- consoles are only going to last, like, three days now. Every three days, PlayStation S, PlayStation... Jablo, PlayStation. There's, there's a there's a related thing. I'm looking at the desk. There's a related thing. It's called the it's it's Sega Genesis at Games Classic Game Console 2014. Yes, apparently it's fucking awful. The controls are wireless and therefore have to have batteries. Yeah, made by Sega. Apparently, apparently officially licensed. I don't think it's made by Sega. I think it was made by somebody else. Sega just licensed. No, yeah, it's made by someone else. But licensed. one of my favorite things about the Mega Drive controller, and I know this for a fact, because I was literally playing on my Mega Drive today for a video, is that the controller is the hollowest, lightest, weirdest thing in the world. It's yep. so it's light, all... and having a big, so... heavy controller wireless with batteries would just feel like an entirely different thing. So I know about this thing though, which is interesting. This Sega thing actually supports original cartridges. You can plug any. Mega Drive cartridges into it and they'll yeah, work. Yeah, that's a nice little thing. I want because there, there's mm, a nice. one of the things I've got my eye on is there's actually a thing that does that for like ten or something different consoles that you can get. Yeah, oh, they're, I've got one of those rages and they're really fucking expensive. They're really expensive and apparently they're never that great, but I do really no. want to sort of get into that world a little bit more. Like, as, there are a lot of uh, like gaming YouTubers who are really like retro collectors. Yeah. 
um i think lgr he's a big collector of like pc like old pc boxes and then you have um people like pro jared and abgn who collect loads of old nintendo there's the and game and... chasers or whatever they're called they're, they're, they make actual their, their youtube videos are fucking amazing if they're the people i'm thinking of i'll have a but like, i, I have love a the idea it. of having this room of just nostalgia i guess <laughs> like i'm someone who really hates physical media and i really hate physical documents and i like everything digitized and i like all my media digitized and i hate having dvds and i hate uh, books are the only thing i like physical but you know i hate having actual dvds and cds and everything i have a lot of ps2 books. cases and games but only ones i want to play i don't just buy everything well that's it but even then it's like i just hate you can lose them and they can, uh, just, uh, and they can break and I'd rather just... But I don't know, something about having all this older shit just there and it feeling and it walking into this environment and being like, yes, this is the past now. Yep. <laughs> I am a time traveler now. You know, you get an old CRT monitor and you plug a load of shit into it. and Like LGR, he makes old computer. He like gets a load of old computer parts and makes like an old IBM computer. Yep. Oh. Yeah, and, yeah, I don't know. I've looked it up. Game Chasers. They have like the, where they actually have the Game Chasers episode, whatever. If you watch those, they're like half an hour long or something. And they actually, it's shot like a proper sort of TV documentary style. And it's, they're really good videos. They're super, super good. If you want to look at God, people you've only got 91,000 subscribers. Ow, loud volumes. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you can still hear my computer, Sorry. can't you? Someone in the chat says, yes, talk yes, about Fallout Shelter PC. Well, it's still Fallout Shelter, no. so it's still the worst game ever made. It's not even bad. I uh, just want you to know, like, I, I run, like, well, not really a Fallout channel, but a Fallout-ish channel, and even I haven't bothered playing it on PC yet. I had a question. It's okay, that okay. exciting. John, Does anyone John, know if John, John, microtransactions John. came over to PC or not? I'll check. The um, flipping Fallout... The, like, it was out I, and for This is not true for me. I no idea. I couldn't Wait, find any The Fallout-focused YouTubers aren't really bothering with this. Okay, first, John. Again, first though, again, though that's are... like Sim Tower, but it, can, it goes down instead of up. That's sort of that side-on sort of building. Which is why that there's I'm excited for the pro actual proper one. We have to care and consider and build things. John, saying you're a, a Fallout-ish YouTuber is the least accurate thing I've ever heard. Really? I know you don't like branding okay. yourself as Donald a Fallout Trump channel. Donald Trump would probably help you across the road. Yeah, that's probably the least uh, accurate thing you've ever heard. <laughs> there was a period not long after the launch of Fallout 4 where four out of seven weekly videos were Fallout. No. And I, I know you don't want to back yourself into that. I don't want to be a full Fallout channel. Channel. But let's be honest, you're mainly a Fallout channel. That's mainly your 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 pull, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I just said. I thought there you we were. Go. I thought you were arguing. Are we arguing where we're both taking the same side? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Why did you even start this fight, Matt? Shut up, John. <laughs> I like fighting with people. <laughs> it's not on Steam. Where'd you put it? It's on like the Bethesda bollocks. You have to download it. You actually have to download it. It's not on Steam. What? What? What's the point then? Uh, it's a game where you push keys and then stuff happens on the screen that entertains you. I mean, what's you. the point in releasing something on PC and not putting it on any of the main PC stores? It's coming. It's I just, don't know. It's ask like, ask uh, Blizzard. Why don't you ask Blizzard, Matt? It's, it's, Why don't I ask Blizzard? It's, asked for, it's on Bethesda's thing first and then it'll come over. Right. Okay, so okay. it has come over with microtransactions. Oh. And apparently it's come <laughs> over with more microtransactions because you can now buy Nuka-Cola Quantums. They can be used to speed up wasteland travel time, craft items instantly, skip more than one objective per day, and complete barbershop customizations instantly. 
Ah, uh, yeah. So you can buy all the microtransaction bollocks, including new ones. <sighs> like, I wish they'd just go, hey, buy it for two... Because it's not a bad game. By it interest. is a bad it's game. Not... It's a no, bad it's... game with wait timers and bullshit built no, into No, no, no. Let me finish. No, I mean, let me finish. See, I, I'm sorry. Right. Whenever what... anyone brings an actual... Like, if you take an actual game and then do that panning down, adding in build timers and shit... And then go, well, it's okay. No, it's not okay, because we've had so no, much better so Dan, many years ago. Dan, let me finish. Uh-huh. Let me finish my thought. If no, it's a terrible game. Terrible game. The terrible. Core, no. the, core, the core game isn't bad. If core you game took is terrible. The game, what the shot. fuck are you talking about? The core game let is me finish. atrocious. You, you paid two pounds for it. Look over there, a pony. They remove the wait timers. Uh-huh. And they remove the microtransactions and make it like two pound fifty, and make it like a like a it was, hotel. No, 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 okay. no. You see, that would be even worse because the game is built right. around these wait timers and microtransactions. Well, if you take you them out, how it works. the game would be a, just a piss bliss. Like I, because yeah. when I played for like Shelter, I was so fucking bored with waiting around because that's not how I play games. That I got like someone save which had like two hundred and fifty lunch boxes on it, and just opened those up to give myself all the infinite stuff. I think, like, the idea and then, is, you know, whoops, Tracy played that this a just lot. just became boring again. Well, like, Tracy played this a lot, and I know the whole idea about it is you play it for, like, a couple of minutes, and you put it down, and you put it up the next day. That's I know, just and not... that's the... But, but, that, right, if but you are... That's right. what mobile gaming is. That's mobile gaming. It's pick up sure, and play fine. for two minutes. I get that. There are some games that works for Animal Crossing. Turn it on. Play for half an hour. Turn it off. I understand I, that. A strategy game. A strategy game is the worst kind of game oh no okay For, the okay, let's, worst it, kind it, of game no, to play be, that let's like be that. honest dan it's hardly a strategy well, what's the, the point it is a strategy game with no, no you cannot a, no, lose no this it's is because of microtransactions all it is this is why mobile well, phone all... games suck dick when they're trying to do strategies because no, you can't dan, this lose. is all it is no like like it, it's not it's <laughs> like it's like yeah. fallout 4 is in a lot of ways a bad rpg no it's an amazing rpg if it no it's a great game but it's in a lot of ways a bad rpg you can't yes in in the sense of you can you struggle to role play in it that effectively yes. really because uh, i like the point of the ending of my fallout okay, series no, shut up. and go feel like i've role played pretty you well have very, you have a very active imagination daniel but um <laughs> like i still think fallout shit in the idea of in the structured game world there was very few choices and the very few ways for you to make your character your own in the same way to that fallout shelter is a bad strategy game and as you say it's not it's not really designed to be that it's a it's a builder first and it's strategy second okay well it's a and bad building way, game then yeah and then in it's similar to the way fallout 4 was made as a as first person shooter explorer game first and then a fucking um a, a, but the fact a, is the RPG fact second. is that if you have there in fallout 4 there's something to actually play yeah. Whereas in Fallout Shelter, there's nothing to play because the actual thing oh, of we're going to build this base. Why are we building this base? Because we're building a base. No, I agree. You don't, you don't have to argue with me. I agree with you completely. I'm just saying that's what it's for. It's a building game. It's just, it's just the reason people keep going back to it isn't for the challenge or the strategy. People keep going back to it because they want to build a fucking vault. And that's all. And this is what the new vault DLC for Fallout Four is just going to replace completely. Yeah, this is what I don't get. Like Fallout Four. But that's going to have quests. That's going to have quests. It's going to be yeah. Better. That's the point. It's that's what makes it even better, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, it's the same thing, but it's better and it doesn't have wait timers. And actually, that kind of bothers me about Fallout 4's building. And I wish it did have some sort of wait timer. Not in the sense of the thing, but I, I hate the idea of, hey, I'm just going to build a massive nuclear reactor instantly. Yeah. That feels a bit... I get the gameplay reason to it. I know, Dan, you probably like you like that. And I agree, it's a lot 
better gameplay wise, but I wish it kind of did it Dungeon Keeper style where you actually had. Are you talking about Dungeon Keeper stuff. or Dungeon Keeper Mobile? The proper one. Okay. Hmm. I original. would like it if you could just build in like wireframe and then you have to go away and you watch it yeah. slowly coming up, coming into existence as you come back. Because that's yeah, what people actually, actually doing the to building, do building it. work. But you yeah. can you can you can always see the wireframe floating and shimmering in the sky, but you can see it literally being built as you come and go. That I'd like. Like and I I agree for the the game the, the the reasons why they didn't do that, but I don't know it it ruins the immersion for me a bit. In in, in Fallout, like it feels a bit. It's like as as I keep saying mentioning this to you, to you, John, but when you said the other week about how you know the pit, the the top of of you know um. The world in fucking uh, industrialization shit, and then just some. Mm. How incredibly important it is, and how it needs a ridiculous amount yeah. of slaves and suffering and horror just to have any form of means of production that's actually producing new stuff in a manufacturing basis is a huge, huge deal that's incredibly morally complicated and incredibly energy intensive. And then one woman wakes up and she can just start building conveyor belts. Yeah, it, it, it feels thematically wrong, but I get the gameplay reason. And I've, I've got fucking... I've got Fallout Shelter out. It's, it's exactly the same game. <laughs> yeah. I hate... Mm. The, it's apparently got a 4.5 rating. Because that's what mobile people like. They like a game, they just turn on, and then... Something. I suppose that's the appeal though, isn't it? Because like, for me, I hate portable gaming. I, I've never owned... Like, the only portable console I ever owned was a, a DSi. Yeah. And I think uh, a Game Boy Advance. And I very rarely played the Game Boy Advance. Um, I think I had the Game Boy Advance when it was my only games console. And the DSi I had when I had an Xbox. And I didn't enjoy the DSi that much whenever I even played it. And I've never had a, 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 a you know, portable gaming system. Even though the Vita's great and the, the, the DS is great. And I've never had it because I hate port. I don't, I'd rather just sit down on a nice chair with a big screen and play a fucking game. And I don't want to sit. And, and the same with mobile games. I don't get the appeal well, it's, of a lot of them, but I, I, I see it for other people. I get the handheld gaming because good handheld games fit both the I want to sit and play something for a couple of hours or I've got ten minutes, let's play something. Mm. That's what the best ones do. So something like Meteor is very good for that. I can play forever and ever and ever, amen. But I can also play if I've got five minutes on a bus, I can mm. whip out Meteos and be like, fuck yeah, Meteos. Same goes for well, stuff like Ruby yeah. Agents. I mean, sometimes most of the games that I do like on uh, handheld tend to be stuff that's just would only work on that handheld, like The World Ends With You. But other times, mm. like, I mean, Metal Gear Solid did a really good Metal Gear Solid, what the fuck, ever it was called on the PSP, uh, with Big Boss doing his dance, and I can't remember the fucking thing's name now. Um, but that was incredible because instead they broke the standard Metal Gear Solid gameplay up into these little missions, and you could do them, and they were a little bit repetitive, but because it was a pick up and play sort of thing you could play like a chunk of it or a little bit and they kept that that mission system for five but it didn't work in five because five wasn't a handheld game the little missions work nicely when they're five minutes to ten minutes long and you you know you just it's on a handheld hmm. but when you've got like it's supposed to be a big expensive game dropping in and out and going back and forth just didn't really do anything hmm. just didn't work for me i get that yeah, so you if you just got to build the right game for the right thing. Like I've actually recently, I thought I was going to do a special on mobile phone games, and I, I played like some of the top ones, and I literally could get nothing out of it. Peace yeah. Walker, fuck, thank you, Twitch Dad. Mega so Peace Walker. Very, no, but like, like there's stuff like the like the really popular stuff. I mean, there's like your Clash of Clans and stuff that is literally I cannot because it's like, hey, let's play real time strategy that isn't in real time and has no strategy. 
just shit like that. I just, I can't deal with any of those things. Then you got stuff like Crossy Road, which is like Endless Frogger. And that's it. Well, and then the other well, top one I saw was why, like Disney right. Crossy Road. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. But like in that this game, it's like, quite... oh, if you spend three pounds, you get plays a different character. Oh, what do they do? Fucking nothing. They're just skins. This is why I quite, I'm quite a fan of the way the iOS app store does its curation. Because uh, this is how I find games on the iOS. Because if you look at the most popular, it is the same. It's it's this shit. Yeah. But they do proper creation. They they do on the front page and the feature section. They have this fucking big banner. I remember once they had the big banner said, "Games, one-off cost games. Our favorite games with no microtransactions that you just pay for, and that's it." They made a big deal out of it, and they had it was a load of very good games. Yeah. And you know they got they they have new games we love, and it's actually a load of interesting new content. And it's it's easy to find stuff on here. I find it's quite kind of why I like the iOS mm-hmm. app store a bit more. Mm-hmm. But it's most of them are, are as you say, it's this really just an interesting shit, isn't it? It's just yep. it's a game, and you buy a skin. It's got not got much to it. Yeah, a lot of games. I mean, Pull- look, that's the thing is they sort of they take genres that I love, including especially building and strategy games, and then they just mm. take all the gameplay. Yeah. Look at Dungeon Keeper. I mean, oh. Dungeon Keeper is, mm. is... And Rollercoaster Tycoon was another one. I mean, Rollercoaster Tycoon you had to pay for and have microtransactions. Ooh. Oh, so th- oh, there's a really good game here. Like, for Dungeon no, Keeper, you- what they did was they took the base game, which is you've got to build a dungeon because on the other side of the map, someone else is building a dungeon and they're about to come and fuck you up. So you've got to build a dungeon to defend from them. You've got to build it as far as possible, basically, and defend yourself as best as you can. Good luck. Which was great. In the, new, in the, the mobile phone one... You're building a dungeon, and then you no one else is around, and you have to send your people on quests. Oh, and your dungeon can't be attacked, because you can't lose. Because if you lost, and you've spent money, you might be angry. So any game that has microtransactions, you'll tend to find out you can't actually lose. So there's no loss. Po- like, I mean, Total Biscuit describes a video game as one that, like with a, a fail state. These To Total Biscuit, mobile games aren't even games. Which I th- I disagree no. with that. I think I think that oh, yeah. you know there's there's other ways you can define things. But I think a lot of, there's a lot of good games I play that don't have fail states. Name them. Um. Uh. Go. Um. Gone home. Gone home does have a fail state. What its fail? Does state? it? Where? It does have a fail state. Gone home has Where? my favorite fail state. You're too dumb to progress. If you, okay, well, yeah, but the two dumb to progress... Okay, yeah, you, you could, you could not anything. find like, the secret door, for example. Yeah. Like, fuck. It, 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 no, two dumb to pro- progress in a lot of ways is, is like fucking... Um, like, it's, like, if you can't use a menu system, then a te- technically a fucking a PC is a game. No, but if it gives you... Uh, no, if it gives you puzzles and you cannot solve them, then you can... Yeah. You do have to stop at that point. Okay. Um, no mobile game ever that? goes, you've got to get over this wall. Okay, what was that excellent game by uh, Davy Rem? Was it uh, guy who made uh, Stanley Parable? One of the guys who made Stanley the Parable. The Beginner's Guide. Beginner's Guide. That doesn't have a fail state. No, that's a fail. So not? it's fine. Um, well, it's a game, but it's not. Or you 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 end that game feeling like you failed as a person <laughs> just for playing it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but you know what I mean. So it's that that game's nothing but state. a fail state. <laughs> and I think that was well, the point. I sent you a the only way to win is to not play. Ah. Pretty much, actually, yes. Just because, just by playing that game, you were complicit with something awful, and I felt really bad because I, like, I, I was pretty ninety-five sh- percent sure it was a story that was made up, but just only five percent chance it was actually real. I felt really shit about myself for playing it. Yep. So it was very well yep. done. Yep. 
Okay, I've just I've just checked. I'm in, I'm in Fallout Shelter on PC now. Um, I just think when Fallout Shelter came out on phones, there was one thing you could buy, which were the uh, Voltec lunch boxes. Yep. And they were just random cards, and they were actually pretty all right balance wise. The max microtransaction there was fifteen pounds for forty, which is still a lot, but for, compared to what the game is, pretty small. So, okay, yep. fine. But still there. This. This has four different things, this PC version. <laughs> There's Nuka Cola Quantum, which has the standard tiers. It goes up to £80 for a thousand Nuka Cola Quantum. Seriously, buy Fallout 4 for that price. This and, game well, could the, not give the, you anything at this point that that one can. That, that is the cost of Fallout 4 plus the season pass. That, yeah, uh, fucking wow. RRP. When, when it was new. Yeah, when it was new. Like you can get the fucking collectors and then the, then then the the lunch box is fifteen pounds still the max. Then pets, fifteen pounds for forty pets. Right. And then uh, two pound ninety nine for uh, Mr. Handy's. Ah, oh, jeez. Five Mr. Handy's. Yeah, well you could always. I think Mr. Handy's were a thing you could get before, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Just uh, just the the statement. It's two ninety nine for a Mr. Handy strikes me as very funny for some reason. Five Mr. Handy. It's not. Oh, oh sorry. Wow. Oh no. You five Mr. Wow. Where the fuck That's are you? Amsterdam. ATP <laughs> <laughs> for a Mr. Handy. It's a good deal. Oh, yeah, the oh, Mrs. Handys are much more expensive, though, and you'll realise that's the ones you actually want later, so... Ah, I see. Yeah. Not even kidding, though, Fuller 4 does have Miss Handys, technically. I can't well, they go with Miss Nannies. I think all those... But paying 80 pence for a Miss Nanny sounds really weird. Right, I think all that, those that sounds weird transactions now. have made their way onto... Full... I think that's like Fallout Share has been updated recently. Oh, has it actually? So the mobile game has those as well. So that's... Like, I, I just... Good. Matt, the code Honestly, works! Why... Sorry, side note there. Yay! Here's the problem. I don't think inherently microtransactions because I think microtransactions can be done right sometimes. I don't think sometimes. so. I know most people then go, "Oh, but what if it's just skins?" I'm like, "Look, I get, I get, I get your thing. I get the thing you're saying, but from where I came from to where games are now, they are nothing but a fail." No, I I fully understand. Like I right? can't I can't but get behind them. Do you know why? Because I'm an old twat. And the way but, I used to play it, cost, like, here's what like, I think they It's were. like Tuxedo Snake. Tuxedo Snake was that you finish the game with an incredibly difficult thing. You now get to be James Bond. You get a different menu music. You you just get to sort of play as James Bond because you played so hard. Now you just buy it. Just buy it. No, I agree. I agree. But what? It, it, like I think a game that does not really well is Rainbow Six Siege, which is a Ubisoft game, hilariously. And I think Rainbow Six Siege does it very well in that it is simply. Weapon skins, which cannot be traded. It's not like CSGO. It's not, you yeah. don't get a crate or anything. You just buy the weapon skins. CSGO. Um, they're not random drops. You either buy them or you don't have them. And hats. They are, they're just purely cosmetic. Now, the reason I think it's good is because Rainbow Six Siege, uh, it has regular updates, regular map updates, regular character that are added. And the maps are given for free. You don't need the season pass to access the maps. And that's where this kind of small microtransaction model comes uh -huh. in. And I think that Microsoft model is very fine. It doesn't ruin the game balance. It's if you want to support the game and it's supporting the continued development of the game. I think that's the rare case when it's acceptable to me. Uh -huh. And the microtransactions are, you know, reasonably priced as well. But in a game like, like Fallout Shelter where it's £80 for some fucking... Nothing. Some act literal yeah. nothing. Literal nothing. I mean, even in GTA, even GTA, which is still shit microtransactions, by the way. I'm not defending GTA's microtransactions, but GTA's microtransactions are still better than this shit. Because at least, you know, at least there's some very mild, hollow substance to when you buy a fucking no, a yacht. Just as bad. Oh, I disagree. No. I disagree. No, just as no, bad. Because as soon as okay, the servers no. go off, you've wasted Exactly, your money. yeah. 
GTA okay, will one day be lost forever. At least the cloud of ones and zeros you have in Fallout Shelter right. might be around forever. I completely forever. agree with you, but what I mean about Fallout Shelter is that buying new Call of Quantums for £80 versus, let's say, £8 million or however much it is in GTA for loads of money. In that, in Fallout Shelter, you get new Call of Quantums, which speed up the wait timers very slightly. Yeah. That's all they do. They have so little substance and they, they're gone. And I, I'm not saying that I'm saying GTA's are better, but I'm saying that the most marginal better and the boat's still shit. Nah, they're both it's like it's a evil. slightly better formed shit. I'd say they're both evil, relentless. No, they're both evil, but they're both. I mean, you know, one, I, one is very back in my day, back oh, back when the, it was all fields. Of, actually, it was fields of nothing. We didn't have fields back then. I wasn't that far ago. But basically, a game would come out, and you go, "Yeah, that was alright," and then a sequel would come out. Possibly, if you were lucky, an expansion pack would come out, which is like a bundle hmm. of DLC. Whoa, well, what, an expansion pack? Yeah. la da Some of us on consoles didn't get expansion packs. So, yeah, you got sort of re-releases Dirty with the expansion pack stuff well. added. Mm. Like half and we had to pay, and we had to pay fifty pounds a pop, no matter how bad the game was going to be. And we only had one opinion telling us whether it was good or bad, and that was a magazine. One magazine would tell us, yep. and they were bought out by uh, whoever would. And then them. eventually, it would be I mean, later to be realised that many of those magazines were taking money under the table to give favourable reviews to shit games. Ah, Driver Three, lovely. There's a, oh, yeah, we, uh, we are Guru Larry did a really, really good video on Drivergate. If you've never seen, if you know nothing about Drivergate, go watch Guru Larry's video on it. It's really good. Just, I would like to point out as well, Dan, uh-huh. as much as you complain about modern modern games development, it is the reason that we both have jobs. We all have jobs. Yes. I mean, like, there, there was, I, I will admit that it got better for a while, but I think it's getting worse. Like, I, I played a game today, and it took me an hour on the Sega Mega Drive that I would have bought for full price, which was the same price as games are now. And I beat it in an hour, and that was the entire game. Done. In an hour. But hmm. now you get a game like Fallout, and it... Like, I mean, but you used to get games... There was a beautiful sweet spot, like I said, in the, the end of the 1990s, the start of the 2000s in PC gaming, where you could get an RPG that lasted you six billion hours, and it would have a nice expansion pack. And then you wouldn't hmm. have, like... I kind of want to go back to expansion... I mean, season passes are kind of expansion packs, apart from they're three times the price of an expansion pack, and you don't know what's in them. We we kind of had a better period of that even outside of PC in that same period, which is like, as a general rule, if you bought a full-price game on consoles in that period of late 90s, early noughties, you were expecting maybe 60 hours, especially from a AAA game. You wanted 60 hours from the single-player campaign. Yeah. Just for the sake of excluding any multiplayer. And now, like, and as we went through GameCube into Xbox and 360 and da da da, all of a sudden people were saying, oh, there's a really healthy 25 hour camp. Oh, there's a really healthy 15 hour. It's like, wait a second. When did a 15 hour campaign become fine for a full price release? When was that okay? Oh, that was the PS2 era, and that's when I really fell in love with video games because the games started coming out with. I mean, you've got. I mean, I bought two types of games when I was, when I was in the PS2 era. I bought games that were. Short and intense stuff like Black, you know, a game like a game like Black, which is over in sort of six to nine hours, and you're just done with it, and mm. you blitz through it, and you go, "That was fucking awesome." There's no multiplayer; it was just a sweet thing. Something like Shadow Colossus, you can get through in sort of the same amount of time. But then to counter that, I also had games like Star Wars Battlefront Two, which I could play for literally ever, and just keep playing, or Spider Man Two, which I could also play for literally ever, and so. I actually balanced that out quite nicely. Now again, nowadays games seem to, every game seems to want to last forever, even games that shouldn't, like Tomb Raider. Oh, this was a fucking right. One of the BAFTA awards was um, best 
uh, I think it's continuous or I don't know what the actual wording they used, but it was like the best game that was just never ending yeah. essentially. And there was a lot of games in it, like Fallout Four was in it, and like there was a lot of just. Well, I'd like to point out in Fallout Four, I'm now 120 hours in, and I'm still playing it and still having fun. It's a huge game. <laughs> I did take the last 16 hours out to build one set. Wait, 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 wait! Hang on, my psychic powers kicking in. I think Matt's about to say. I played that much Fallout 4 before it even came out, you scrub or something? Is that what you're about to say, Matt? You might point out how I you played your review copy it. more than anyone else in the world. Don't you have to say it? Yep, that's what Matt was about yeah, to say. Yeah, but Matt, I've also, you know, done other things, like had sex with ladies and owned a business in that time. Oh yeah, so sex with ladies, that's, that's good. High five, high, high five, five sex with ladies. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, I've done other stuff. I've played other video games, Matt. You know, I have a life. Um, I've written a film. Oh. But the... <laughs> You're so, seriously. I went to hey, a cinema and watched actually, a film. I showed that settlement. Writing. Remember I showed that settlement off, like, last week? I was like, hey, the settlement. I actually finished it, so I did a video on it. So there's an upcoming video where I'm like, hey, look at this thing I built. It's like a really weird episode of Through the Keyhole. So, look forward to that. Right. And then it, afterwards, it, 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 he went and had sex with a lady. Oh, did I just... Game. Persistent kick. You know, fucking right. Me, I, I, I joked with Rebecca about inviting you two over to mine. I was like, I would never walk because you just both have sex on every one of my possessions. Not everyone. I wouldn't do on that defiant model you've got that looks really nice. Not the pointy ones. Nice defiant Not the pointy ones. Also, things. my Snoopy models. Don't touch my Snoopy models. Uh, you fuck your Snoopy models. They come from McDonald's and I know it. They do. They're nice, though. <laughs> it's great how I recognize them because I got a shit ton of them in this house. Really sad. No, <laughs> persistent game. Uh, it was persistent game category. And in it was Prison Architect, Destiny. Final Fantasy 14 online, Guitar Hero Live, awful game, Guitar Hero Live, uh, Lego Dimensions and The Witcher 3. Prison Architect won, and I think that was the best one to win, it was the most... Yeah, because that's a game that I could persistent. literally just... I'm still just playing that, because that has my favourite mechanic ever, which is when you're bored with a thing, you just sell up and move on to the next one with the extra money you got from the last one. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's the problem, because like, I feel like some, saying, ooh, you know, Destiny's a persistent game won't... Well, I guess technically oh my God, it is, but it, yeah. yeah, Destiny's a persistent game just based on how many people fucking talk about it all the time. Did this yeah, have Destiny's to be recent just... games, by the way? Were old games allowed to be in this? Because no, I'd argue that Sim, Sim the... City 4 and Rollercoaster Tycoon 2 can outlast any of them. I'd argue well, these, that these Minecraft, were... if, if it was on that list, would have won it. Well, these were games that were in the past, released in the past year. Oh, just when the past year. Oh, of course, Technically oh Prison Architect released Sorry. in the last just year. Just on the note of games that feel like they're going to go on forever, well, not in this case, but the Overwatch Battleborn thing. Battleborn, after th three months now after release, <laughs> is in the most recent humble bundle. For like, oh, yeah. like it's, That's a great bundle, by the way. Oh. Spec Ops Line is a dollar. You need like, to pay a dollar to get Spec Ops the Line, so that's good. Yeah, the one the one dollar for Duke Nukem Forever Spec Ops The Line in Darkness 2, that's well worth having. Uh, yeah, would you like to explain to the ladies and gentlemen how you describe that on Twitter, John? That is the world's easiest game of Shag Marry Kill. <laughs> yeah, it really like is. Uh, I'd kill them all. Though some some people were of the opinion that, that it should be Marry Darkness 2 and Shag Spec Ops, which is blatantly wrong no. and corrupt, but most people got it. Well, yeah, because, right, if you, like, they're kind of I, no, darkness, darkness two is something you, you're taking the back alley. You have a quick you're go. Taking the back you alley, do you, Matt? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hashtag sex with men. I do apologise. Sorry, ignore my thingy there. 
Normally, I prefer not to have my one night stands in a back alley, but whatever floats your boat, Matt. Well, it doesn't float my boat. I'm just saying that's what you do with darkness, too. <laughs> Matt's boat you remains know, particularly like, unfloated in these circumstances. You know, I'm saying, you know, darkness my too boat is, is in the sand, well, in the dry, dry sand. Oh, it's dark. The no, no, sand no, is all up in my rudder. Oh, it's in every crack. Ghostbusters joke, hilarious. Um, no, it's it's no, it's not something you take into a fancy hotel. You know, you don't. It's not. It's not something you. Call, it's, you know, you go into the back alley, you have a quick go. You and know, then you regret it for the rest of your life. You have a yes. quick go. You get infected yeah, you by go. some shit. That's the you know, darkness. You have a quick go. You're not sure which hole you're in, but you Spec know. Spec See, but the problem with spec ops is if you marry no, it. No, there's no romance with your back alley romance. Is there, Matt? There's not even a single bit of foreplay against the pins. Spec ops, the line <laughs> is a marriage that ends in a murder-suicide, and we all know that. That's the downside of that. Mm-hmm. You'd have to marry Duke Nukem forever because it just wouldn't fucking turn up for the wedding. So Grow Up is out on the 16th of August, and I'm incredibly excited about it. That's skipping forward a bit. That, that's in the future. What are we going to talk about on the August 16th if you're talking about Grow grow Up Now? Uh, Gravity Rush 2. Oh, wait, no, that's coming out in December. Rick and Morty VR. No, that's not coming out for a little while either. Skip to all the August the 2nd news because literally everything's launching on August the 2nd. Dead Rising on PS4. Is it? Yeah, it's good. That's one I didn't have down, but there's a I lot of like, that, um, Batman, that the Batman Telltale game. That oh, is August the 2nd. That's like two of my least favorite things combined. I mean, like, I watched the trailer for that, and my initial reaction was, yep, that's a Telltale <laughs> yeah. game, all right. Because <laughs> God forbid we would ever do a different visual style. They liked it. Well, Matt appears to be... Are you... Are you, Matt, what's in your mouth? Do I even want to know? He just nipped out to a back alley. Don't ask. Who's in your mouth, I think, is the better question no, to ask me right now. I just... I stuffed my face in this bag of Rice Krispies and I realised it was the most, it was supposed to be the noisiest thing, just the crunkling of the bag and the Rice Krispies. The crunkling of the bag, yes. Not the crinkling, no. The crunkling is a very uh, feminine dance that Matt does while eating. Now, more importantly, more importantly, on August 2nd, Ubisoft is releasing its biggest game of the year. Unexpected, but still. On August 2nd, Ubisoft is releasing a 3D... Why do you say it like that still? Hmm? Ubisoft. Because they actually released a video where they acknowledged that you could say it any way you wanted, so I can yeah, say I it any way I want. Yeah, but I don't like the, that you say it that way, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I fine. So you, Ubisoft <laughs> it are released... coming out of a posh person. Uh, okay, so Ubisoft... What the fuck's that? Uh, Ubi. Or Ubisoft. It's Ubisoft. What have I Ubisoft been doing? They are releasing Battleship... A 3D reimagining of Battleship, which is actually just 2D but with 3D graphics, so the press release is lying, for PS4 and Xbox One. Nice. So you're going to be able to buy the original Battleship on PS4 and Xbox One on August the 2nd, and then stay there, don't, don't leap out of your chair just yet to get your credit card, because a week later, they're releasing Uno on PS4 and Xbox One. Because wow. apparently no one's releasing anything in August and they're just trying to pad out the How release schedule a bit. How is Home going to compete with that? That is that is just the epitome of Ubisoft can't be bothered with August. So they're just oh, padding the schedule. Like, no one's bothering. Like, it's a really just shit. Like, the, the last couple, two months have been really shit for consoles. Yeah. Mm. But I would argue that from about 2007... Yeah, but the most <laughs> recent shit all has been going on. The last on. decade's not been great, let's be perfectly honest. 
I mean, is this what we really kind of are buying PS4s and Xbox One S's for? The moment you get... In fact, you can actually buy your Xbox One S on the same day as Ubisoft's Battleship comes out. So you can get your Xbox oh. One S, take it home, and you should just about have space if you get the two terabyte version to download and install Ubisoft's Battleship. Oh my God, I saw it. some Ubisoft news. They've Ooh. killed someone. Maybe I'll see this. Okay. Are you sure you're not talking about Pokemon Go? Because that's killing people. No, a, a professional skier has died filming a oh, trailer. Oh yes, is this for that? Ubisoft is that that? Yeah, is that? I was asking, was that steep? Yes. That's now killing people. Steep has killed more people than Pokemon Go at this point. My God, who who will stop this Ubisoft menace? Yeah. There, there's yeah. EA will be our savior. EA won't. Wait, what? What can, What cities are um, Ubisoft based in, and do any of them have Montreal. strongly associated superheroes? France. What's the superhero of Montreal? You know, actually, Moose Chris Man. Benoit, let's get Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit was Montreal. the hero of Montreal. <laughs> that is not a place you want to go. The hero <laughs> of Montreal, the man they called Benoit. Oh shit! Montreal has a real life superhero. Oh my god. His name's Lightstep. Right. Now that's just a he's DJ. Just, he's just a. For the past two years, Montreal's had its own superhero. Oh God, yes. What? 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 It's just a bloke wearing leathers and a mask. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. What's his powers? But because apart he's a real life superhero, he doesn't glass, have any. Apart from being able to like survive in really cold temperatures. What's his other? He has he has a superhuman ability to not feel socially awkward when everyone's staring at him. Wow, that's pretty much it. Wow. Um, he's pepper spray. Oh, yeah. He's pepper sprayed Mike's people dead. in the street ball, brawl in the past. Why is he wearing Sin Cara's mask? I think I don't know, but his his but superpower literally... is he owns pepper spray. I don't know if that's even legal in Canada. <laughs> is that? That is actually Sin Cara's mask. Yeah. And he wears a GoPro camera, so if he's not kind of currently set, if he doesn't have a YouTube channel, he's missing a trick here. <laughs> Was it can- that is, that's, yeah. It's like Sin Cara's mask, but like back to front with black instead of white. Yeah. I like that he's really Sin shittily Cara made as, as well. well. Oh my goodness, his 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 evening superhero routine is he buys crack pipes and gives them away free to users. Yeah, that's not a superhero. That's actually a drug dealer with a mask on. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's a method of harm reduction, and he also provides them with first aid kits, needle collection containers, latex gloves, condoms, socks, gloves, and hats. You know, I've found out this guy as well, because he's like, I'm going to be the super whore Montreal Desires and armored luchador. Sorry, sorry, did you say... <laughs> Who hands out crack pipes? There's something wonderful. <laughs> crack pipes for all! There's something wonderful about superheroes getting in on, like, the STD game. You're like, about to make sweet love to a lady, and there's just like a knock on your window, it's just Batman standing there holding a condom. <laughs> Remember, you can't imagine Batman showing up handing out crack pipes, <laughs> can you? Like, no, like, that's the plot of the next Batman movie. It's just him trying to combat STDs. <laughs> An accident I'm the hero, Gotham. Hey, would you like a crack pipe? Hey, I've got so many, cr- I've got enough crack pipes for everyone. <laughs> I'm trying to combat, combat uh, orally transferred diseases. This is how he's going to Try make up for. This is how he's going to make amends for all those people he killed in Batman vs. Batman. He's going to go around handing out crack pipes to all the other criminals. That's it. He's trying to reduce the po- He's trying to like fix the populate the overpopulation by giving out condoms and killing criminals. Oh fucking! fucking uh, that, fuck yeah. off. <laughs>
Hey kids! Ah! <laughs> That's the plot. That's everything other thing. So basically, what we're saying is, we need Lightstep to go and storm Ubisoft's Montreal headquarters to stop Ubisoft from killing more professional skiers. Yes, please. I would read that comic, <laughs> Lightstep versus Ubisoft. To be honest, I'd oh. much rather read the one about Batman going around telling people to wrap it up. That yeah. is just my favorite. I want that to be the Telltale adventure. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Also, I want well, the like Telltale Adventure to be 60s campy Batman, because that was the best Batman. It's not going to happen. You know, I've been it's watching it... that recently. I know, and it was good. Oh. It was genuinely funny and charming. The Telltale game described themselves as dark and gritty. The actual <laughs> words involve gritty, so... Okay, you know, I want to point out, right, like, I have been watching 60s Batman pretty regularly recently. And, like, I think yesterday or the day before, I watched the, like... Um, R-rated version of Batman v Superman just after watching like a 60s episode mm-hmm. and the fucking just sheer fucking cliff face that is the tone difference of those two fucking <laughs> things yeah just I, I want campy depression, Batman to darkness, come back depression. we've had so much we've had so much grim Batman I want camp- I've had, you know what I, I'm ready for a moderate um, kind of a moderate defense of Schumacher's Batman because I quite enjoyed the campy Batman film. Oh, you mean that's right. I thought you were Batman back on skiers again. No, no. Schu- Schumacher wasn't Schumacher. a skier. Okay, no. Can we just say not Schumacher Batman? Can we just say Val Kilmer's Batman? Let's not talk about... Guys, guys, Batman, guys, guys. Batman. What are you arguing about? What? Lego Batman's coming. What? Lego Batman is coming. Lego Batman's suit. But, like, the, yeah. the whole thing about that is it is, like, the whole he's trying to be dark, but it's just really silly, Yeah, which it? makes it camp. Like, I'm Batman, but I'm... Dead parents. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's 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 satirizing the whole. It's really gritty, yeah. mm. which I like. That's what it needs, I think. Yeah, Lego Batman was brilliant. I'm very, I'm very happy. I'm very excited to see Lego Batman. Although they've taken the actual Lego movie, moved it back like two years, and they're rewriting it because it wasn't good enough or something. I'm just oh, wondering if it's going to work, or is it going to be like Pirates of the Caribbean, where if you say, okay, everyone likes Lego Batman and everyone likes Jack Sparrow, so let's put Jack Sparrow in his home, oh, wait, it was shit, because he needs you know other people around him to support him to do the plot work so he can get on with being silly. Is a film just, just Lego Batman going to work, or is it going to be like Pirates of the Caribbean 4? It's going to work, and yeah. it's going to work because they give him an incredibly large supporting cast quite quickly. It's just not going to be the same cast from the Lego movie. Fun. I hope so because the whole the whole thing of it was like, who are you? It's like, like the trailer where it's him with uh, what's his face with Albert, very much works because mm. you've got something to go off. Yeah, Albert. and that trailer featured bat nipples, so you know. Bat nipples. Just bat saying. Just saying. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch like a Batman movie now. I like Lego. Yeah, nice. I do. It's hard. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with them, but it's really difficult because there are many other Lego Batman. Like, yeah, Lego do a lot. They like shitty, like just quickly thrown together sort yeah. of things. I assume they quickly thrown together. And it's hard to like differentiate this proper one from all yeah, the shit ones. Yeah, this was just called the Lego Batman movie. I know, but that makes it more difficult. It's like I ran a Lego Batman. Hey, what did you think of the uh, the plot twist in my? Everyone should now have gone and watched the IRL channel video. What did you think of that plot twist? Did, did you ever it, figure out it's the purple fluff? Did you ever figure out what the purple fluff was from? No. <laughs> Do you I, still have the purple fluff? I don't. It vanished. It That's vanished even more away. mysterious. Is, is it like that? I've watched a Star Trek recently. Is it like that? Like um, on the almost last episode of the Next Generation, where that like the ship becomes self-conscious and tries to make this weird little colourful thing that just flies away. Yeah. 
It's one of those that made itself inside your Rubik's Cube and then it flew away. Interesting. Maybe it was. Yeah, yeah that was a something. Yeah. It's a fun video. Hey, also, I'd like to just put a very quick shout in for Friday's Dad Cube video. While we're doing video things, because I just want to talk about it. All right, yeah. He just because he's uh, Dad Cube's had a reboot. Oh yeah. He's not doing plays he's anymore. Not doing plays anymore. We're doing. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do the Sundays of Dad Cube, which is sort of the plays mixed with Father and Sundays, because uh, he's now taking the channel in a completely different direction. It's sort. Of, it's just gradually evolved, and now he's just tidied it up, sort of thing. Hmm. But his video on Friday is my favorite video he's ever done, and it is fucking funny. You do say that a lot. Yeah, but this is like genuinely like. When he was like, I want to do a reboot, I was like, alright, you got to bring your A-game. But when I saw this first video, I was like, alright, fine, yeah, you're going to get a lot of new subscribers for this, because that shit is... You keep that level up, that's a special level of brilliance. It's about Pokemon mm. Go. It's oh. very fun. Uh -huh. I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> John, do you have any other gaming news? Mm -hmm. Yes! Mm -hmm. Let's let's talk about Life is Strange, which has finally uh, done the thing that all episodic games should do, which is the moment you've got more than one episode, make the first episode free and then upsell people into the subsequent episodes. Oh, yeah. But which a I large number of episodic do games don't do for Bloody Ages or at Why? all. Which, Why? You know, Why? Sell, so the first, sell the first game in the season passes. The moment episode two is out, then make episode one free and upsell to the season pass. Why I would swear you not do that? Tell used to do. I swear that's what they used to do when they had like the Back to the Future game and shit. It yeah, makes me kind of really confused as a person so who worked bad. in marketing. For years, like, why are you not doing this? That's like fundamental basics of how you upsell and stuff. You give someone a first bit free if you've got something logical to upsell them to. And in a game that's story based, like Life is Strange or any of the Telltale games, where the first episode will often end on a sort of cliffhanger thing that leads into the second, why would you ever not do that? But yeah, yeah, Life is Strange has finally done it. Life is Strange episode one is now free. So people can try that if they want for free and then decide whether to go for the rest. I personally would recommend it. I think uh, Life is Strange has actually got some very fun storytelling in. I think it's actually very good. Especially some of the endings and cliffhangers between episodes. Uh, but you see, like, you see like it's, it. got, it's got a problem. And that's that Eurogamer says on a tweet earlier today that now we have no yeah. excuse for not playing it, which made me immediately want to never play it in my life. But the problem with Life is Strange that I had is it, it, I like it. It's storytelling is interesting, but I feel it's a bit too arty forty in a lot of ways. It's like, look, we're playing nice jingly jangly music in the back of the old. Oh, look, I'm a teenage girl. I'm an independent. Oh, fuck off. Just What's the gameplay? Be gritty or not. You can skip most of that if you want to. What's the actual gameplay no, of it? Wanna... Okay, the gameplay is... Um, Time it's... travel puzzles, basically. Yeah. You have to figure out how to re- because you time teleport, which is you can move time around, but you still hold your original position. So therefore you can move items around within a set space of time. So if you've got like a finite series of events that occur within 60 seconds, you can move yourself around and be anywhere in that scene in that 60 seconds at any point and then you can interact with things to make things go the way you want them to, basically. The problem with that though- It's actually it's quite clever. Thing it is, but they only do like four puzzles that utilize it across the okay, whole Okay, okay, okay. I'd, I'd like to point out until this point, I thought it was some sort of high school drama thing. So I'm very confused. That's the plot. No, the, the plot is high school. Well, the plot's actually kind of interesting because I think it is genuinely a bit of a case of like lots of us would like to think that if we had superpowers, we'd do something really monumentally amazing with them. No. But we probably wouldn't. We'd use them for stupid petty shit in our day-to-day -day lives, which is exactly yes. what they do in this game, which I actually quite like. like 
the, the whole the whole thing that is it is high school drama at the start and mm. I, that's why i don't know like it's one of those games where i think if the first episode being free might be detrimental because at the same time episode one doesn't really do much it is just high school drama shit and it gets well episode really one does have the premonition on. at the lighthouse and ends with how the apocalypse is coming at the end of this week yeah, but, which is but not like, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what your high school life was like, but mine didn't involve. Hey, there's yeah, an apocalypse you know, on Friday. Ep- but episode three, four, and five start. He starts to get to the. Really, I mean, mine like, was more like there's PE like, on Friday. Shit, I hate playing rugby, which was bad, but it wasn't as bad as the town being wiped out by a hurricane. Oh yeah, also she she can go back in time if she looks at a photo. She can go back in time to when the photo was taken. Oh good, so it's like mm. Red Dwarf the game. Did she go back to Hitler and steal his briefcase? But only certain photos. Only a very small number of convenient <laughs> photos. Not all the photos. Yeah. Right. Well, this, this, this is the problem with it. It feels like a game that was like, oh, look at all these cool ideas, but it's really, really linear, and there's only one way to solve everything, and there's very few of these puzzles, and it's very... It's 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 a very much, like, a later Telltale... It feels so is like, it, like, um, hyper-cutscene heavy? Mm. Not no, really. It's, well, it's hyper... You're sat there with things happening oh, and you can yeah. kind of play, but not really. You know what those kind of like you're the ones I have literally no really... interest in. Yes, them ones. Mm. Like it's it's not it's not really a cutscene, but it would be a cutscene if it, like yeah. ten years ago it would have been a cutscene, but they don't have to do it as a cutscene anymore. Like those. Kind it's of got some good emotional gut punch moments to it. Yeah, especially it, it, it at the end at the end of things. at the end of episode two with Kate, and the end of episode three with the alternate universe Chloe. There's some good real gut punches. Martians. End of episode five where Satan himself comes down and beats people to death with his ball. There's, that would have been better than what actually happened at the end of episode five. Oh. It reminds me of like what a Star Trek plot might have been. Don't use those words. Yes. Nobody knows what Star Trek is anyway. Like the actual time travel stuff. Like it, it reminds me of something the Next Generation might have done. It kind of seems similar to what the Next Generation did in some points. But I, um, if, the problem is, right, and the reason I went off Telltale Games is not because, well, it is partially because they've just done everything the fucking same and overmoked themselves. But one of the reasons I really like The Walking Dead season, I have to call it season one now because there's three, three fucking seasons of it, um, was that it properly mixed the point and click as puzzle aspect of the Telltale games with the story thing, and that was what made it interesting, because it was like, oh, it's a standard puzzle puzzle game, but it has this really good story. And that was what made I'll it good. I'll disagree on that point, because I really can't stand that game. I, ju- I no, just don't. can't stand the Telltale approach to point-and-click adventures. I know. That are really mm. I, know I got, I got, I, I got bored of Walking Dead because I didn't like how po-faced and serious it was about itself, and it wanted to be more serious than I felt it had earned, like, um... You know when, I'm sorry, I'm about to spoil bits of episode one of The Walking Dead years after it came out. I hope that's okay with everyone. You know at the end of episode one when you leave the pharmacy for the first time and you find your brother's yep. corpse? It's, well, he, your brother is a zombie and you have to like mm. shovel him in the face to get the key. And the game treats it as mm. this incredibly sad thing that your character, I was like, I don't know this guy. I never met him. Well, you yeah. haven't given me any well, context or any flashback is, or any ratio. I don't give a shit later. about spading him in the face. Spade him, get the key, hurry up. Because late, later there is stuff like that where it genuinely is, you know, you are dealing with characters that... You see, that's you, fine if they did that with a character who you'd known for several episodes previously, but they tried to do it. They like no, did the whole did emotional heart before... The first episode isn't great. Yeah. It and like, I just got so bored I didn't bother with the next episode because like, that now, hasn't the, earned the, doing that. The, the big problem with it is it... I, I mean, yeah, it does have some problems in the first episode, but even if you get past them, I, I can see the reason, you know, you both don't like it, and that's fine because it, it does have all these flaws. But... But, right, it does, in my opinion, probably mix the idea of puzzle point-and-click with story. 
No. It's a nice balance. No, it doesn't, I because we that. had point-and-click adventures, yeah. and they used to take 50 hours and were boring, but they had fun stories. No, Life like is Strange proper, is like, fun. Cool. That's what I like about it. it. It does have a sense of humor. Yeah. It's, it's got light-hearted as well as grim and serious. Well, you know, it does, but, his, but regardless of the story, right, it's a proper whatever. Look, the problem with the new Telltale games is it goes, okay, we'll just focus on story. Fuck the gameplay. Yeah, I had this problem with the Minecraft one. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just, hey, A or B. It's like, uh, B? Okay. I will point out that not many people remember that Telltale had some fucking big misfires trying to work their way up to this. Oh, fuck Telltale. Like, Jurassic Park? Have you ever played that? Thankfully, no. Oh my god, if you want to play their oh, I tried worst to play ever that. game, awful. you should play Jurassic Park. That they was just awful, I tried don't. to play that. It's like they're just sort of getting on to what they're doing, and their games weren't great back then, but Jurassic Park was spectacularly bad. Very also, bad. I'm just gonna I'm gonna spoil the end of the Walking Dead season one if that's all right. The everyone. girl Ooh, that's dies. That's a bit more of an extreme spoiler spoiler than mine. The no. boy After dies. Okay, you play as Lee Everett throughout the game. Lee Everett dies. Lee Everett's well, actually you know, a monster covered with arms and you, feet. You have to talk Clementine into Clementine killing you. Clementine dies. You get, and then you get transferred into Clementine. And Clementine's like, actually a tangerine. <laughs> No, no, it's a very no. Like what that. you're saying, John, is that if someone you, someone you you know known throughout the game, you have to kill yourself essentially, uh -huh. and you have to talk this girl who has no one in the world. And it's very. I really, 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 really hate you. it when you've been controlling one character for a thing, and then suddenly you switch to another character out of the blue. It threw me out of what? What Mass Effect did that? You don't control them. You don't control that. Wait, when did that you, happen you, in Mass Effect? You, for a while, a Mass Effect, you just control the, the pilot. Do you remember that? That's you do that for one mission. Yeah. Like, one brief walk really, through the ship. I really, fucking hated that. I was like, what the... What? I was this No, it works because he's, he's physically guy. disabled, so it makes you feel more vulnerable because he doesn't have a gun and he's crippled. So he can't run. He just staggers around because he's a, he's yeah, a crippled pilot. It's, it works beautifully yeah, because it, just, it makes you feel so vulnerable. Yeah, if, if it was a game where we were leaping between characters, fine, which is something I'd love to see more of because, dear God, I'm really... That is literally, that is like 15 seconds in a franchise that's got about 140 yeah, hours across bit, all three games. Yeah, but that was a bit when I was playing it. It just went... I'd stop. And I, I was just, I was like flung from the game going, whoa, what the, why the fuck am I this guy? What the fuck's happening? Not like it when games do you that. can't complain that you get to what? play as Seth Green. Getting to play as Seth Green is good. Is it? Well, no, Joker's okay, a brilliant what? character and a core no. part of the franchise. And literally, he gets the first line in the game. Yeah. Well, that's interesting saying that, because going back to The Walking Dead again, when you have to talk this little girl into shooting you in the head, and she's crying and sobbing because Can she has no one else. Can you not talk her into it? Oh, uh, where, where, where? Fire. You can, but... Um, like, because you're turning into a zombie, and it's it's a case of you have to talk, you have to get it to help you chain you to a thing. Why? Or and you then... could bite her, and you could just both be zombie BFFs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could well, bite her, but the whole shed thing. with her. But it, you know, you very much establish your emotional bond with these two characters because they're very well written and they're very human. And um, and then it put, and then you know you and then Clementine walks off, and it's got this really ambiguous ending where you know she's sat in this this field, and there's two silhouettes appear in the distance. And she stands up, and it's kind of like the Inception ending, you know, where it's not you're not sure if he's in the dream or not. No, the it's, it's no, like that. No, no, oh. no, it's not the ending of Inception, but carry on. Whatever. It, Inception. Like the... Oh, for fuck's sake! Right, Inception. The her. T it was her totem. He used her totem 
just in case he was in a dream and everybody saw that totem, his actual totem of if he knew he was in a dream or not was if he's wearing his wedding ring or not. So when he's in the real world, okay. he's not wearing it. And if he's in the dream, he's wearing his wedding ring. So that's his totem. He just spins her totem. Her totem is completely useless. He's just using that in case he's in a dream and people are monitoring or something. That's like his... Thus Michael Caine confirmed that actually the totem was going to fall over anyway. Yeah. Either way, either way, it, 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 the way it's filmed obviously is to be ambiguous isn't it for most of the audience to be like oh is he in a dream yeah unless you pay attention right? to see the wedding ring thing yeah, yeah unless you pay attention to see the wedding ring but Walking Dead in a similar way it, it you know silhouettes appear she stands up are they friendly are they going to kill her what? and then it cuts and that's it and it ends and it's really lovely because you're not sure what happens and they ruined it by going oh here's season two she's fine now and you're controlling her yeah. and you have no emotional investment and it's like oh Except now she's got I mean, a slightly keep, jaded look in her eyes because she killed those motherfuckers. They keep doing this because they keep going, oh, we have a successful thing. Instead of what often makes things good is you make a successful thing and it's good as, on yeah. its own. Don't milk okay. it. And that's what they've done with Ghostbusters. I'm going to very game. briefly dip into something I don't talk about very much, which is my writing. Ooh. I don't tend to talk about it because it's kind of my own little personal thing that I do. And I'm quite good at it now. I'm getting quite good. Um, but I've been writing... It's okay, you don't, you don't need to tell us what your fanfiction.net account name is. Oh, I wish I had a fanfiction account. I, I'd probably release more stuff. But if... if <laughs> I was writing a, uh, a sitcom, a six-part British-style sitcom. And I've been writing it for literally years. Literally years I've been planning and writing this thing. And I do that, I've got so many little writing projects on the go. But you jump, you dive in and out of them. And li like uh, two days ago, I realized that this thing, which works as a nice unit, is actually better suited as a film because at the end of it, there's no real jump off point in series two. Like it all wraps up, but I'd have to unravel it in such a big way to get a series two. I thought, fuck it, if we just make this into a film as a single. Like, if you're making TV, you expect it to break up. You expect it to basically mm. get a second series and you write for that. Whereas if you write it for a film, when the film ends, that's it. We don't need a sequel. We don't need, you know, Hot Fuzz 2. Just do a film well, and then it ends. Self-enclosed things are really nice. Yeah. And when they do a proper good self-enclosed movie, like Ghostbusters 1 should have just been a movie on its own. Right? One Ghostbusters movie. Don't do Ghostbusters 2. Don't do this fucking reboot movie. Independence Day. Movie on its own. <laughs> you know, there's so for, many... Okay, from what I've seen in the trailers, Independence Day 2 looks like it's the most self-aware thing in the universe. It's self-aware, but the, uh, I mean, it, it is and it isn't. Because the problem with Independence Day 2... Is Independence Day one in a lot of ways, and this is the problem with the Ghostbusters, the new one as well. In that, in, they had very specific tones. Yeah. There was this, there was this dark, serious, kind of horror undertone to both of them. Yeah. Which was overdone by this silliness. And the idea, you know, you didn't ever see the aliens in Independence Day one, and you know, you end up seeing them right at the end. But in this, it's just like, oh, they're here. They're obvious. Here's the alien queen. She's got a mech suit for some reason. Oh, it looked weirdly like Starship Troopers about. to me. I mean, yeah, but it was just Star Trek. It was shot. It was Starship Troopers, but not funny. I love Starship Troopers. That's a great film. I don't want to watch that again now. But you know, it's it's like uh, there's so many. <laughs> it's, I wish people wouldn't make sequels to things. I I understand their reasoning because it's popular and they will make money. Because mm -hmm. always a sequel to something popular will make money. But a lot of the time, it's the same with the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead game. But creatively, narratively. It's better to just have one because they work better as a single yeah. entity. Like, unless you dead. made it to be a trilogy all along. Yeah, unless you made it to be a trilogy. Like The Matrix, I mean, people say The Matrix 2 and 3 aren't very good, but at the end of the day, it was written to be three movies. Was it? 
you know, because I feel like Matrix works perfectly well yeah, on its own. I'd say the Matrix though. one works. I mean, you don't just get two because two and three were literally shot together. Yeah, because two. I don't think two and three really add anything back into one, which is the mark of a good, no, well-planned trilogy. No, one works on its own, but I mean, if you want to get the whole story, you watch the trilogy. That's the thing, isn't it? No, I, again, mm. I don't really think that two and three really expand on the backstory or anything. Really, I mean, they had the architect and weird shit like that, but I think one by itself with that ending is beautiful. Mm. You know, I, I just think Fine. that yeah, I know. There's there's some movies that work well, like Back to the Future. Not planned as a trilogy, mm. but absolutely works as a trilogy. Yes, and yeah, completely. Ties in nicely. He reshoots the uh, the start of the uh, sorry the end of the first one and the second one, so they introduce the new character. Because I think I think the whole point of the 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 end of Back to the Future one it wasn't to be sequel bait. It was like oh they're going on more adventures, yay, and that was it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they 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 capitalise on that, and it's hard to because look I'm looking at my movie library now. And, you know, something, you could imagine something like, um, John Wick. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Should never have a fucking sequel. The sequel's being shot right now in Shanghai. Fuck John Wick 2. No, I, okay, I will say that the John Wick sequel appears to be a prequel about his days in the Hitman sort of thing. That could, okay, that's So he's at sort of the yeah, top of his form. I doubt it's him being pulled back in again. That's where his story ended no. there. So now we're going to see mm. things. However, what that does is that sets up a world we know he's not going to die. Terminator 3. I've never seen it. Bad it's movie. in the, the original cinematic Terminator with the Terminatrix. The Terminatrix. Yeah, with the power to make her boobs bigger. That one. Actually, all the Terminator movies after Terminator Classic Terminator. It's one of those things where Terminator 2 wrapped it all up and it was like, yeah, and it's like, okay, it's really popular. Let's release another one. And then another one because this franchise is worth money. Not the Terminator's got really, really confusing, though, because they started retconning each other. But then yeah. films that were really shit and would subsequently go on to be retconned, retconned previous films. Oh, awful. Because was it... Oh, no, wait, which one was it? One of them, I think Salvation pretended Terminator 3 had never existed, but then Salvation kind of... Sarah Connor Chronicles then didn't ignore, acknowledge both of them, and then, oh, bloody hell, I don't know what is or isn't supposed And then, of course, now they've completely wiped out everything. After, no, including including one and two. God yeah. only knows what the current canon Cause, is cause, for Terminator. Because he, shoot, he, shoot, he, shoot, um, he shoots Arnie from Terminator 1 after he just gets... So I, I don't even back. know. Like Presumably now, technically, if they genuinely are supposed to be part of one continuity, literally the only film that's canon is Genesis. Which yep. is weird because that's one of the shittest ones. Well, this is the problem. This is the problem, right? Sequels. No, no, no. I, I feel okay, like the pe- Terminator has a much bigger problem, and that is not understanding time travel while writing time travel. No, but regardless of that, it is a, the case of more. It's it's most sequels are money over creative. Oh yeah, I mean they just announced that and the, uh, the Tetris movie is going to be a trilogy, so that's being planned in advance. Right, there's a Tetris movie. Yes. No, there's three of them. There's three of them. What? I, when they said we're making a Tetris movie, I was like, oh my god, that's amazing, because the story of Tetris is really amazing. With what's-his-face in fucking communist Russia building a game and not being able to make any money off it to start. That's a really Oh, you, oh, you meant the actual creation of Tetris? Yeah, oh, but no, this is a sci-fi adventure film, and it's in three parts. It's being planned as a trilogy. About, like, actual the game Tetris. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, they, they, they made a film of Battleship, of course. The Sims? Which had okay. Rihanna in it. Uh, the filmmaker, uh, they made Mortal Kombat, the movie. Good. Well, that wasn't... Wait, was that the one no. with... No, I'm thinking of Dead or Alive right now. They have there have been actually a few Mortal Kombat films, haven't there? 
There was a Sims which movie was... in production I remember. They're all blurring into ago. one. Which is the one with Holly Valance? Is that the, was that the Dead or Alive film? There was Christ, a Sims that... movie planned for 2012, but it's gone dark. Good. Okay, I'm just okay. I'm just looking at the um, the uh, credits of this guy. Uh, his directing credits are. He has one directing credit, one proper one. I mean, he could have documentary and like a back that. His one directing credit is a movie called Food Fight, starring Charlie Sheen, Eva Longoria Parker, and Hilary Duff in a terrible animated. Yeah, dimension. food. Have you not? If you've never seen the animation, oh, quality it's that food one. Fight, check that out now. It's fucking that one. Oh my fucking god, it's that one. Yeah, it's th this is the guy who's making this Tetris movie. Yeah. That? That's gonna uh, be good, then. Um, it's gonna be good oh, stuff. He's producing it. And he also produced uh, a lot of more, all, all, most of the Mortal Kombat movies and TV shows. True Lies, the Arnie movie. I thought of a movie trilogy that was planned as a trilogy The Lord of the Rings. Okay, fine. Lord That's of the Rings. true, yeah. Well, that was three books, and though. And of that course, you know, Star Wars. But... You know what Star Wars? No, Star Wars and me. Mm. What about The Godfather? I've works. literally never seen The Godfather, so I wouldn't know. Godfather, to me, it, it's kind of got the vibe of uh, kind of uh, the Matrix of uh, in the way it does a trilogy, in that, you know, if you look at them, uh, all three of them and go, uh, get, uh, yeah, but, you know, The Godfather 1 kind of works its own as well, yeah. you know. Uh, the Bourne films are definitely a pre-planned trilogy. Bourne. Yeah, well, now there's five of them. Yes, well, that's why we have shitty sequels that just gets added onto things. Yeah. Didn't one of them have a different Bourne or something? Yeah, no, Bourne Legacy stars um, uh, Jeremy Renner, who plays uh, Hawkeye. But was he born or was he a different no, Bourne? No, he wasn't playing Or was Bourne. he born he again? Was like, it was no, set he during one of the Bourne films. Was he born games. again? No, yeah. Okay. He was Acknowledge he the joke. No, shut up. <laughs> he was basically playing an agent who something to do with Bourne. He isn't Bourne, but it's like Bourne is doing something and he's like, oh no. I haven't watched it. <laughs> they should have Jason Bourne's brother, whose name is Christian, be in the next Bourne film. Right, okay, for a good... Then they could actually have it just be called Born Again Christian, and that would be amazing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, John. That would be brilliant. A great look at a sequel... Somebody make that! A great film series to look at for sequels is Die Hard, because Die Hard 2 is the carbon copy but not as good sequel... Die Hard 3 is the, we are actually going to try something entirely different, but in the same tone, and it works incredibly well, apart from the end bit, trilogy, like the third one <laughs> in the film. Then you got Die Hard 4, which was, hey, we're doing a modern version of it, but we're actually going to try and stay true to the tone, which kind of works. And then there's Die Hard 5, which is apocalyptically trash. Mm. Oh, wait a minute. I just thought of a trilogy that wasn't originally envisioned as a trilogy, but still works perfectly as a trilogy where the subsequent ones add back into the original. Spider-Man! Go on. Toy Story. That is uh, not a trilogy. There's four of them. Wait, there's no fourth yet. They're doesn't making count. a fourth one. Yeah, but... It does count. Yeah, but it doesn't exist yet, so there's only three. I like yeah, the plot. The fourth one is apparently going to be a rom-com prequel with uh, Woody and Bo Peep. Intriguing. Yeah, that made See, me happy. Right? To me, right, I like singular, self-encompassed, sort of like nice, well-done things. Yeah, like Mad Max. Oh, Mad Max and, had a trilogy. Well, the, the original know, Mad yeah. Max, I guess, had a trilogy, but the, the new Mad Max seems to be its own one yeah. thing. And 
Uh, it's the same way, you know, I, I think Independence Day is very good just as its own movie. And, you know, you look at um, yeah, the Cornetto trilogy. I mean, it's not a trilogy. That is the is kind it, of stuff that I would like to make in my stuff. Which is you, you make know, three films that are, they have their own style and that's pretty much it. Mm. They've got style, but they're all three incredibly and wildly different films. And then exactly. you're just basically every time making something brand new. But they're unique yeah, things. Yeah, but the fans know that they're getting into something that's kind of like the thing that they previously liked. And then you, sort of, you look at something like Castaway, The Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, the excellent singular self-encompassed little movies. Yeah. I wouldn't call them little movies, but, you know. No, Kingsman. Kingsman. Great yeah, movie. Oh, great. One I love that film. Just do, Scott Pilgrim. Just make one thing. Just make one thing and make it really good and then don't touch it again, please. So they are making Kingsman 2 right now. God, fuck and, them uh, all. And Colin Farrell's back alive in it. Fuck them all. Is fuck it a prequel? So I hadn't no. actually seen any details. Sequel. He's just didn't die. Fuck them so hard. How is he alive fuck again, off. then? Sci-fi. Fuck off. No, fuck do off. Do they have bro. a magic bring no, them no. back from the dead no, thing no, in that shot? No, fuck off, both of you. Fuck you both. I hate you. Fuck We're you. not actually making the film. No, you've talked about it and you've made I me realise. I would like to say, sad. though, that, uh, to wrap this episode up, because we've gone past 10 o'clock, the, uh, oh, no. the, the new Star Trek trilogy just finished uh, with uh, Star Trek Beyond, which, from what I can tell, is the worst film ever made. It looks pretty dreadful. The reviews have said well, it's, interesting, though. it's a... very close to Roddenberry's I... original vision, which makes me think that they have no idea what Roddenberry's original vision lot. is. I've heard that a lot. I've heard, oh, it's it's it fit the original theme. I'm like, what? How? Yeah, I I, <laughs> I like the fact that it was full of explosions. I like to point out that my favorite Roddenberry, st- that my favorite Star Trek is the stuff that Roddenberry wasn't a huge fan of, like Next Generation, Deep Space Nine. I like Next Generation. I like Next Generation. That is that defines Star Trek. Star Trek's yeah. a weird monkey because it was like it came out and then the, like we had original series and then there were five films and an animated series across twenty five years and then. 18 years solid of TV Star Trek. I was quite that. I can't, I can't. Well, Netflix just announced the Star Trek. No, that's the show, uh, that's the one that there's, is already being made for CBS in America, but Netflix UK is getting it, so we don't have to buy a shitty oh, subscription service. God. Would like, it I, be? I, 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 uh, I never, you know, I've never actually liked any of the Star Trek movies. Someone in the chat said, "Is Dan missing Simon Pegg since he wrote Beyond?" Yep. Like, Simon Pegg is a great writer because he co-writes the Cornetto trilogy. He he hmm. wrote he co-wrote uh, The World's End, uh, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead with Edgar Wright. But mm. he, uh, from what his comments are, that they uh, they de-Star trek quite a lot of his thing. And to be perfectly honest, one of, the sh- uh, uh, one of the trailers for Star Trek Beyond literally reveals the final twist of the film. So thanks for that. That's really, really good. But another one shows... I mean, because every single bit of that film is shown off. From what I can tell... It's, uh, from, this is just from what the trailers have shown, but they go off. Oh, we're going to go on a mission. They get attacked by this swarm of Deus Ex Machina. They crash on a planet. They escape the planet using an old ship that they found. It looks like an NX-01. And then they've got some sort of weapon to take out. At some point, they develop a weapon to take out this Deus Ex weapon. Because there is a scene with what looks like a, an NX-01, which is Archer's sort of style enterprise, basically well, actually, surfing. Basically surfing up this huge wave of these nano things in space as it all explodes behind them. And I'm like, no, yeah, no, that's that's what Roddenberry wanted from Star Trek. Yeah, I've just looked at an image and it does look like a JJFI'd NX-01, basically. Yeah. It? Mm. It's not quite as bad as, as Superman versus Batman for spoiling the entire film in the trailer, but it feels close. <laughs> called the USS Franklin apparently. You know, it really annoys me um, 
the uh, JJ verse because the problem is in canon, all the stuff that happened in Enterprise still happened in the JJ verse. Yep. Like the all of Enterprise is still canon. Yeah. Even though they erased the original series and everything else, it, they still have to. But they don't. Yeah. At least have. Oh, come on. Bring back the temporal Cold War. You know what? The Temporal Cold War would have been fucking interesting if they didn't cancel it. It would have been more interesting than swarm of robots that are just going to tear a shit apart again. I feel bad for Enterprise because Enterprise was kind of shit at the start when it, when it finally got what? on its feet. Everyone stopped you... watching. Well, aside yeah. from the fact that every time they did a time travel episode, they always conveniently time traveled to about the same point in history into a slightly decrepit urban environment because that was cheaper to film. They always time traveled to the same thing. Uh, there's a. Have you seen that ta- uh, Star Trek? Four has been announced, and that Kirk's dad is coming back. The what? Basically, the only good bit of JJ's Star Trek trilogy was the opening fifteen minutes of the first one with Kirk's dad, because that was what big budget Star Trek could have been. So the fourth one is most likely going to involve time travel, which means that he's actually the first four Star Trek films are now being mirrored by the new ones. Because you had the first one, which was the, hey, let's go on our mission and get everyone together. Then you had Wrath of Khan. Now you've had the Enterprises being destroyed. Next up, time travel. I want the whales. I'm looking forward to the one with the whales again. And then they're going to move on to a new crew, and I'm excited for that. Maybe that's what those things are on the thing. Maybe they're little metal space whales. Ah, yeah. Metal space whales. Yeah, metal space whales. Didn't they have, like, actual, like, big... Space whale things at one point. Yes. Also, uh, after uh, since the uh, the the episode where they have to get the whale song, etc. Every single sh- uh, Enterprise ship, Enterprise size sort of ship uh, in Starfleet. In fact, what most Starfleet ships have a whale deck. They have a deck that has whales in a tank in it, according to the official blueprint. I mean, I mean, well, well, it was hardly. It was like five decks worth of tanks. Really, a lot. That's quite a lot of whale tank. I mean, it, it's a big. Sh- I mean, the ship's like a fucking mile and a half long. Yeah. isn't it? It's a pretty, they're pretty yeah, they're big ships, ridiculous. and that's why the Borg was... I, I, got... I mean, literally, right, yesterday I watched uh, Q Who, which is the episode where Q flings them off 7,000 light years away, and then they meet the Borg for the first time, and that episode is literally, mm. we meet the Borg for the first time, and there's like, one small battle when they're sort of locked and don't move, and there's a bit of a phaser thing at one point, and that's it, and it's the most tense, exhilarating episode of anything ever. And I feel like we need... That's mm. what Star Trek combat should be. Because basically, they get free of the tractor beam, but instead of running away, they're like, all right, let's go have a meeting, let's discuss our options. Everyone's like, let's discuss our options. It's... It's, dem- it's diplomatic. It's yeah. democratic. It, it's talking. Yeah, whereas this is like... You know, it's it's type five and... Uh, hurra. What the fuck's the point of a hurra, Ooh. by the way? Just to, just, just, put, just to put this out there, in the new stuff... What's the point of Ahura apart from being Spock's girlfriend? Which incidentally, she can translate things. Because the she can translate. If the things. original Spock had gone to the original Ahura and gone, "Hey, let's bang," she would have ripped his fucking throat out. That's what I loved about her. She would have gone, "No, go fuck yourself forever." And in this one, she's like, "Oh, I'm the lady." No, 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 occasionally the radio will go like beep, 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 and she'll push a button on the radio, and the radio will go like woo, 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 but she's like, oh, I recognise that. That's Romulan, but like South Romulan. South I can translate Romulan. it. It means and it, it means go left because you're about to be hit by a missile. And they they veer left, and the missile goes boom, and it just misses them, and she saves the day. And I was like, oh, well done. <laughs> and then then they get medals. Yeah, that's how it goes down. That should be in the new one. That'd be way better. Whatever's down. in the new one, that what I just described would have been better. Yeah. Oh. 
tone, isn't it? It's all about Yeah, because well, it's just... I mean, like, because Deep Space... They all have different tone, really. Next Generation original series, the Voyages... Well, they Deep do, Space, but I know, mean, they're like, all different. even... They all have different tone, but, but they, they, they are all in the same like, oh. universe with the same rules. Whereas the new one is all physics and explosions and death-defying stunts and bollocks. It's very... It's modern movie it's audience. Modern. It's very much... Hey... Hey, you know, sit down in the cinema, take your dick out, have a wank over it, and then go home. No, no, that's all they are. That's not what I do when I go to the cinema, Matt. It's more save it for the back alley. That is more cinema for the attention deficit disorder people in the audience. It's what a lot of cinemas are going. But then again, every now and then we get a beautiful bit of cinema that comes out that isn't like that, like the most recent Godzilla film, which is fucking spectacular. The most recent Godzilla film yeah, is doesn't show the so monster. fucking good. The Godzilla's in it for literally like nine minutes of screen time, but teased for it's, over it's an like hour. It's like Cloverfield, isn't it? It's like more no, Cloverfield. No, it's better than Cloverfield because but it's better as than soon as the first battle, as soon as you get that beautiful reveal in the airport, which is one of my favourite bits of cinema ever, they cut away from it and you don't see it and then the monster's fucked off again. And they just, they tease and they tease and they tease until you're like, I really want to see Godzilla now. And then they, everything gets sort of revealed at the end. But it's a beautiful, slow-paced, smart, it's not that smart, movie. It's just a brilliant movie. It's a brilliant, it shows that a slow movie that takes its time and doesn't have an explosion every five seconds can still be fucking exceptional. Yeah, the problem is it doesn't get people fucking in the cinema to watch it. I thought though, Godzilla it? did really, 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 really well. Did Godzilla do really well? But I mean, for the most part, they don't. Yeah, because like, that's why they do these big explosions because it gets people in. Yeah, but I mean, like you've got the new Star Trek. Like I do not give a shit when someone's fighting CGI. Oh, there's a million yeah. things coming out. Who gives a fuck? Because you can't kill a million things. A million things will be destroyed by Deus Ex Machina or something you hopefully cleverly worked into the plot. But it's got to kill all of them immediately and instantly. That's why. A Dalek is terrifying. A fleet of Daleks is a nuisance. That's the difference. Hey, check off. What have you got over there? Oh, this is my million bullet gun. <laughs> it's been working. Off. I will put it over here. Maybe we will need it later. Push it out. I sure hope not. Reference, I yeah. Uh, I was so good. Excellent. I'll hang this up off the that. door. <laughs> just fires the shot every It's really, it's that, it's that sort of. Yeah, I mean, they they always. If they that. actually at some point do actually do a Chekhov's gun joke in flipping Star Trek, that's it. That's I, I'm sold. I Going always forgive to be him. a lot more difficult now considering the bloke. If he has a special, if he has a special gun in the third one that he mentions early on, and then it saves the day that at the end. That's the only way they can do it. They won't be able to get him in the fourth one. Yeah. That's a shame. That's a... Mm. That, that was a weird thing because they're like, they're kind of discussing the They're like, oh, we don't know how we're going to deal with this. I'm like, give him his own ship. Yeah, he went off on his own ship. If you kill him off screen, that's just shitty. Yeah, that is. Unless, yeah, of yeah. course, it will you be... do it in a nice way like they did with General Hammond, where General Hammond dies off screen just of probably being a bit fat. And then they give him the ship and name it after him. And then they blow it up because stuff. Oh! <gasps> Sorry, I'm just I'm looking on um where I got you know all the Star uh-huh. Trek models. Where did you get those from? Some of them are I, really looking, fucking nice. Like, it's a magazine. It was uh-huh. a magazine subscription. Uh, Eagle Moss. They do like a magazine. You can buy them actually on their own on their site. But I'm just looking at getting some because I cancelled it and I I missed a couple. They did. They have a special edition one which is just the NXO one refit that was meant to be happening like season Ooh. five, six of Enterprise, which is the one that looks more like the original Enterprise. I really want... You've got one that I really mm. super desperately dig God want, which is the... Um, what? Uh, the 
uh, galaxy class with the third nacelle. That was a bonus for pre-ordering. Oh god, I want that is my favourite Star Trek ship because that's just got so much. That I mean, because when that thing appears, that is the best episode of Star Trek. It's also the last episode of Next Generation mm. as well, isn't it? It was the last episode. Generation. Yeah, but when when you've got that and that when that thing just flies up, but it doesn't just fly. It literally flies up through the flight of the frame and detonates some shit. It's just mm. it's just the best thing. Oh, it's the best thing. I think I'm I'm looking actually. What do you get? You get um. If you subscribe, you uh, get things. Like, if you keep subscribing, you get, like, these But the problem is that there's a lot of ships that I just don't give a fuck about. Well, the, the early one, this is the problem I had. Like, the early ones in this collection, I'm, I'm kind of I'm browsing them because I missed a couple. Like, the early ones, the early ones were good, and then they realized, wait, we have to space these out because otherwise people will cancel. Because yep. they did, like, the they did the Enterprise D, and then the original Enterprise refit and then a bird of prey and then the nx01 and the one with them warbird and then they went shit <laughs> <laughs> um and then they sort of started doing like the bajoran solar sailor thing is really nice but then you've got ones like the fucking what the uss Thunderchild. dun 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 Bum, bum, bum. A Gem fighter. Sorry, Thunder no? A Norsican okay. fighter. I don't even think I've ever seen a Norsican fighter. Ooh, you've got a Nor they've got. I, I'm looking through. Just go to Norsica. It's lovely in summer. I'm looking at the. Uh, they've got some really, really, really ships. I don't even know what the fuck that is. They've got the horrible things got, like the actually, board the... tactical cube, which is fu Voyager ruined actually, the board. Nice... Can we just say that as a Star Trek thing? They did, well, the yeah. Borg, the Borg are a brilliant note? thing because they all think amongst themselves. Oh, they have a queen. That doesn't make sense. I really like this as well because when I was, um, you, you get like a magazine with them, and all the magazine is is how they designed the ship in like both canon and in like production, <laughs> and they have like photos of the models and how it was used and who used it in what episodes. It's quite good. <laughs> I like some of the only subscription magazines actually go. Oh what? shit! Apparently, doing an uh, Enterprise model J. Is gonna be coming what? out. Ah, oh, oh, Model J. I do have, I do have a discount code for you if you want to use I it. Might do. But I don't. You yeah. see, I just want to buy a model of that ship. You I'm can. Just gonna buy the model of that ship. Oh, not not that one. You can't wait. No, that the, the three nacelle one. You can't. It's the only one you can't. Make your own as a papier mashing. It's it's literally my wallpaper. That ship. Like that's how much I love that ship. I mean, I could give you my one. No. I own Aww. my own things. I'm trying to spell the word nacelle to find it on eBay. It's been, I want to buy all the Enterprises because I've only got the Enterprise. I, I really just sat here talking about Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, well, we're actually we're actually enjoying like the ships and the what. I mean, right, this is a, actually let's go back to the film. This is an issue I have with the films is that the characters have not been established at all, and you only really know about the characters based on how you knew them before. Like Kirk and Spock in these films, like Kirk got the most of it. Spock's really got nothing. But he's popular because Spock originally was popular. But he doesn't really have oh. any of that stuff. Like, I mean, they fucking wipe out his own world and his mom and his dad and his girlfriend. His left testicle gets ripped off by a dog. And he just doesn't give a shit because he's fine. But that's just mm. a thing. At one point he yells angrily. Yeah, and at one point, yeah. Then he's at fine again. At one point he yells Khan. Which, in the Wrath of Khan, Kirk yells Khan because Khan's actually on the phone to him still. So that's him screaming at Khan going, basically, you massive fucking prick. But that's to sell the idea 
that he's defeated him when actually he's got it all planned. It's actually making Khan, like, going, luring Khan into a, a sense of, like, yeah, I'm fucking winning. Whereas in this one, he just shouts Khan. <laughs> That's why I don't fucking give a shit about... Actually, you know what? I'm done talking about shitty Star Trek. Because I get... I get so wants to. It's just like, hey, nostalgia. fucking pissed off at the new Star Trek. It just makes me just so... It's just so missing the point, and it's so missing... Like, I have, again, with the writing, I've got a Star Trek TV series done. Like, if they went to me tomorrow, hey, write a Star Trek TV series, we need to start shooting in a month, I'd be like, all right, I'll be there. How, how many TV series? If the BBC just came up to you with a blank check, how many TV series do you actually have ready to go to start making tomorrow? Oh, well, I'd say I never consider my scripts to be finished, which is why I never release anything. It's the only thing that I don't yeah. do that to. Like, everything else, I'll just fart. YouTube videos, games and stuff, whatever. But writing is the thing that I want to be good at. You'll fart them yeah. out. Good, but uh, good I could probably launch three sitcoms, a series of Doctor Who, and if they got the rights, I could do Star Trek. Plus two nice. TV movies that I have planned as well. No! So, Sorry. And that would just be, like, ready to go, yeah. So, a few. Very a good. Few, end up a few things. I think we should finish off. We've been going a lot longer than yeah. we have. Yeah, we never, we never do the two hours thing. Never works. I'm not okay. ranting about Star right. Trek. I, I, I have two final things. A, if you're in the UK, all of Star Trek is on Netflix. Hey. Ooh. Watch it. Watch it's, it. it's the HD redos as other... well, which I super love. Yeah. Including Enterprise? Well, including Enterprise. Yeah, including Ooh. Enterprise. Including Enterprise. Uh, the Star Trek movies, I think, are all on Now TV. Ooh. you got Now TV, like the five people who do. Um, oh, shit, I think I forgot the... to cancel that. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of things, isn't it? Oh, no, I didn't cancel that after Game of Thrones finished. Whoops. Um, and then, uh, if you want nice Star Trek models, you can watch some nice ones. I've got uh, the ones I've got on my Twitter pictures. And if you uh, know of anywhere that sells a nice Enterprise J or Galaxy Class 3 variant with the third nacelle, just uh, send me a Twitter tweet thing. Twitter, Twitter tweet, tweet thing. I'm down with the kids. Twitter tweet. Send her a Twitter tweet. I'm down with them kids. Cool. Yeah. Oh, someone <laughs> says talk about the WWE right. draft. Oh. Yeah, it happened. No. So, that was the Nerd Cube podcast. <laughs> literally the whole time in that Twitch chat. Poor bastard. I do apologize. Hey, I have a wrestling podcast <laughs> and after, on Monday I'll be talking about that. So what? Uh, Some people yeah. were yelling about Hitman. We never got to that. I'm going to put something about Hitman on later tonight in about probably well, half an hour or something. Yeah, I'm looking we, at the we, summer we, episode. We can talk yeah, about that next week. let's talk about week. Gary Busey mm-hmm. being in Hitman. Let's talk about that. Ah, uh, yes. Not, let's not. Well, not, not. Gary Busey isn't Oh, Hitman. goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Next week, we'll be talking about just Rebel Wars for two hours. Electro, Nicta, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Tata, Spiral, Pidgey, Seeking, Jolion, Dragonite, Gasly, Ponyta, Vaporeon, Polyrath, Butterfree! I don't know what the second half of that one is. Oh, God. I'm going to figure it out. As soon as the second half begins, I will figure out what it is. Because I remember these. Somewhere in the back of my memory, I know these. Nidorina, Golduck, Ivysaur, Grimer, Victor Bell, Moltres, Nidoking, Farfetch, Dabro, Jigglypuff, Rhyhorn, Clefable, Wigglytuff. Yes! Yes! I remember these! (laughs) My brain considered that important enough to file away somewhere important.